Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode number 34. Tonight's episode is a good one. We've got a uh, local grower here, Michigan grower, uh, looking very forward to talking to him and uh, hearing a little bit about his garden, hearing a little bit about him and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, let me welcome to the show, T.C. Terps. How you doing tonight, T.C.? Hey. You want to say hello to everybody and tell them where they can find you? What's going on, everybody? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, T.C. Terps. Yeah. So, uh, how you, how are you doing? How, I'm doing how good. You, how's your day been today? <laughs> Feel good, actually. This is, uh, like I was telling you earlier, this is kind of a late night for me. I'm a uh, early bird my schedule usually i'm in bed by eight up by four nothing wrong with that that's for sure well like i said i appreciate your time staying up with us and i'm sure everybody watching along does too uh we've already got a few in chat tara tara wilson southwest oki e welcome to the show sergeant pepper how you doing and uh, that's another T thing, TC, if uh, you happen to see something in chat that catches your eye, uh, somebody you want to say hello to, a question you may want to uh, address, uh, feel free to jump in on that, because uh, they are like a third par party of the show. You know, do try to include them in as well. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey to the cannabis plant. Uh, when exactly? When it was? When? When was your first time you encountered this uh, wonderful plant? Oh geez, I was young, probably about thirteen, I want to say, uh, with some older friends, you know, smoking. Um, I didn't really get high the first time I smoked. It wasn't until later on. Um, I think it was like eighth, ninth grade. I uh, think I was at a basketball game in high school. Went out back with some friends and. When we smoked and uh i mean it hit me i was like oh just everything kind of you know cleared up and i was like man just from there on i just fell in love with it started planting as many seeds bag seeds as i could <laughs> back then couldn't get really anything to grow though you know i didn't know what i was doing back then did you actually start that early growing that early? Oh. Oh, just like I said, just the seeds and everything. But, uh, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing back then. This is, you know, uh, just getting into high school and everything. So, I, I mean, stuck seeds in the ground. That's pretty admirable right there. I mean, that's, that's a good start, even if you're just throwing them in the ground. And, you know, that's a start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how long did you... Uh, before you actually uh, were using it and found it as medicinal use? Uh, well, at the time I was, you know, thought that it was recreational use. You know, I was, I guess that's what I claimed it under, but it wasn't until later I realized, you know, the medicinal use I was getting out of it, you know, uh, serious uh, ADHD and stuff. It really helps me with insomnia, um, A lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> what are you smoking on over there tonight? 
I got a little bit of uh, gorilla cookie left for my harvest uh, in December. So it's like the last little bit I got. Fortunately, I got a, uh, actually just pulled a crop uh, two nights ago and uh, should be about another 10 days or so. And then we'll go in the jars and I'll have some more smoke on real soon. Is, uh, who's that by? Who's that strain from? The Gorilla Cookies? Yeah. Uh, Elevate Genetics. Actually, it was, uh, let's see, it's been about three years we've been running that. Uh, I got it from a buddy of mine, uh, Fino hunted it. Um, and it was just an amazing strain. I mean, just the the, the qualities of uh, the Gorilla Glue and the, the Girl Scout cookie that are in it are just super prevalent. And uh, I mean, the yields are amazing. The strongest strain I've ever worked with, honestly, the grill cookies is hands down just amazing. And uh, I mean, you really, you almost, you can't, you can't kill that plant. So it's, it's great for be beginners all the way to, uh, to novice growers, you know, because of the yields and everything like that, and the numbers it puts up, but it's, easy enough for a beginner grower to just, you know, to work with and, and have success with. So you messed around with it. You started when you're 13, you kind of farted around growing with it, uh, just here and there. Uh, so when did you seriously, uh, kind of, you know, put a good effort into, uh, growing the plant? Well, See, probably about a year and a half ago, I, I really uh, quit my job and everything and just started growing full time. Uh, but I guess you could, before then it was all partnering around with it. But yeah, um, really taking it serious, probably a year and a half now. I, I just went full. I mean, I mean, not necessarily like serious, serious where you had to quit your job. I mean, when did you actually like, you know, I'm going to throw up a good light and, you know actually make a good effort into it. See, I want to say it was about 2010. I was, uh, let's see, I was working up in Traverse City at a uh, Hooters, actually, as a, like a fry cook. And I uh, worked there with a buddy of mine, and we rented a place together. And he actually had just got back from California. He was out in uh, Humboldt. He was staying with some people, and um, he was growing out there. And picked up all kinds of techniques and tricks and recipes and, and all kinds of stuff. And he was just, you know, we would, at work, he would tell me about this and stuff. And long story short, he ended up getting another job at a local grocery store. Well, he brought some, some equipment home. And, and from there, I mean, we picked up some clones. And then the rest was history. We had a good girl going for about, I want to say, a year. And I learned all kinds of stuff from him. That's when I, my skills went to the next level. Is, um everything that he shared with me was just absolutely amazing. All the knowledge that I absorbed from him and uh, all his connections out, you know, in California was just uh, awesome. You know, so. So, what kind of system were you guys working with back then? All organic, what? always. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, running look- uh, Roots Organic. And um, I've been faithful to Roots Organic from then. You know, I mean, there was a, a big gap when I stopped growing for a while. But I used a lot of Roots Organic stuff back then. And I'm still using a lot of the Aurora stuff today. Uh, what kind of lights and stuff? What kind of lights, you know, pots? Let's see. I mean, you, you picked up a lot of stuff. You said you picked up a lot of stuff at that point. So uh, what were some game changers for you at that point? Um, Really the teas. How to, to brew the teas and what kind of stuff to mix in it and, and when to apply it. Um, that, for me, was, was probably... That's been my go-to, let's just say that. Uh, teas have always been my go-to. So that's probably the most crucial thing that uh, I picked up from him. So do you have a certain tea recipe now that you're, you're using and you, you like? Because I don't use teas, but uh, I'm always open to uh, you know new tips. Well, so it's actually a little difficult. It goes through a, a schedule. My teeth actually change every week. Um, let's see, it goes anywhere from adding, I don't know if you're familiar with the elemental. I am not. Walk me through it. In fact, I've been talking a lot lately about how I want to switch from my cocoa into organics uh, type system. So, uh, yeah, teach me some stuff here, TC. <laughs> well, I just what I do so is just um, how I brew my teas. I, I I get my schedule down for you know a four week bed cycle, and then typically an eight week flower cycle. So my week one will consist of let's say my tea uh, grow, which has got an NPK of like six three one, I believe, and I mean it's pretty much got everything you need in there. And I throw that in there with the elemental, which is a um, calcium where you calcium magnesium is coming from, and and that's well, and then that's pretty much it for week one. And then week two through three, top dress, and and then start to brew again for when I switch to flower, and then kind of repeat that cycle. So the the teas are actually every week. I, I uh, kind of integrate the teas in with the top dress. I've looked down that page many, many times, yeah. and the flower is beautiful. So you guys are you're definitely yeah. doing something yeah. right over there. Well, and we switch it up too. You know, it, it's it's not always consistent. Just having fun and working with stuff because I mean, really, when you're working with our grant organic, you almost can't overdo it. You know, it, it just gets to a point where you're just kind of wasting money. You know, in your wallet, but. Yeah, it's just uh, right now we're just having fun, man. Just kind of playing around with stuff, and um, I mean the teas have been working, top dressing's been working. It's just, yeah. What are you using for a top dress? 
Uh, I use, so like I was saying, I kind of go back and forth. It's, it's both with uh, the Roots Organic, the Aurora, but I will switch back and forth from the uh, Uprising line. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And then I, I use the, uh, the Terp Tea Bloom and Grow as like a uh, supplemental. And the, the, the Terp Teas are actually um, soluble and go real good in, when, when I'm brewing my teas. Throwing a little worm castings in there. So what kind of actually got some good uh, worm casting, but uh, I've recently switched it up to uh, I actually tried a uh, I think the name of something now back over there I have to get it magic worms or or something just for the worm casting, but yeah. Walk me through your veg process. What kind of uh, pots and stuff are you using? What kind of pots, lights? So if I start from seed, obviously I do the old paper towel tech and I germ, you know, I build water, do that for a few days, wait till they sprout. From there, I throw them in solos, let them get a good root base down. I always throw in, um, uh, my corazade, whatever I'm working with. I've had, Great results with uh, the Plant Success Organic Mycorrhizae. I was using the soluble, but I've recently switched up to the granular. It's uh, the NPK and that's like three, two, one. But so, so it's got like a, a mild fertilizer in it as well. So now I don't go real heavy when I put them in a solo, right? It's a real light dash. The roots just kind of explode in there, you know? And I ease them in. I, from there, I go with a 400 watt. I love the uh, the spectrum I can get out of my 400 watt uh, metal halide. So, from my solos, when they get nice and rooted in there, I usually take them and transplant them into a into one gal. And then, that's basically when I start my my four week veg. And they'll veg that whole time in, oh, let me take that back, not the whole time. They'll veg about three weeks of that in the one gale. And then I'll switch them to threes or fives, depending on what, what my end goal is. So I have a lot of success with five gallon pots. So I'd like them to get kind of root bound in there. Not root bound, sorry. I like them to get them nice and just packed where the soil is just super tight, you know, where I'm watering pretty much every day. I, I just seem to get, even on strains that are, that are more airy and fluffy, I can get them to dense up a little bit more when I'm using smaller pots to flower them out in. I guess if that makes sense. I've never really heard of that, uh, the smaller pot, uh thing making a difference but uh very interesting very interesting so is there anything you uh you'd like to use in uh veg for like an ipm can you walk me through your ipm process a little bit over there so 
<clears throat> I just recently linked up with uh, a guy. Shout out to uh, him, by the way, uh, my buddy Nolan, Michigan Bio 420 on Instagram. Um, he is the uh, the bug dude. He uh, he is the person I go to, and he's got me on a a program right now where we start off with some beneficials um, early in flower, or I'm sorry, early in veg, just to kind of get them in there uh, and get them integrated. And then because I was having a slight aphid problem because of what time of year it is and everything, uh, he also advised me to throw in some ladybugs uh, we did that recently, and then as I switch them into flower, go over it, inspect them real good, see what, you know, what everything looks like, and if there's any, uh, I guess anything that I don't like, any mites, I've had issues with russet mites before, hit it with uh, a product that I like, trifecta, and then uh, usually I'll hit it with the trifecta, go a day or two, hit it with the trifecta again, and then I haven't any, had any problems. I actually heard of the trifecta last night. How how long have you been using it? Do you like that? Yeah, I Obviously love it. I'm actually, like it. I've, uh, I'm on my second bottle of it. Super expensive, but I mean, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, I'm still dialing my ratios because I believe I could um, do a little less strength and it would still be uh, just as effective. So, um, but I'm, I'm dialing that in right now, the trifecta, I love it. The plant, the next day, it, I mean, they, they respond so well to it. It like perks them up. It, it, it like just seems like it gives them more color. So are you running like a perpetual harvest or do you run, uh, you know? So just getting back to the role of things right now because i mean if you uh follow my page at all i mean see back in january i got the the russet mite so just actually this harvest that's coming uh is going to be my first one you know putting me back on and then after that yeah it will be um a type of perpetual that's the way i run myself so uh, what kind of strains do you like to run? I'm, I'm looking down your page at the moment here, and, uh, man, it's just tons of beautiful flowers here. Yeah. <laughs> do you so, want to tell me about some of the, you know, some of these strains here? Yeah, I really, um, so I started off with uh, the Gorilla Cookies from Elevate, and I just, I mean, absolutely fell in love with that strain, everything about it. Um Another one I was running was the Sugar Black Rose from Delicious. And that was my introduction in, uh, to Delicious Seeds. And I mean, everything, everything they touch is just absolutely amazing. And uh, let's see, Fresh Coast Seed Co is another one. I've been doing a lot of work on their strains. Um, that's another local breeder. Um, 
Rusted mites are like everybody's nightmares. Oh yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, how how neck did you do you think you caught them? Do you think they came in with the soil or? So that was my initial thought was the soil, but now I I, I am honestly still unsure, and I searched high and low, and I still can't find anyone who can be like, oh well, yeah, it's coming from this or that. To me, they don't look necessarily like a native hemp mite, I guess. You know, it looks like the ones that are native to California. So that was what was leading me to believe that they were in the soil. But now I've used some other soil or I've conditioned my soil and it seems like they might possibly be coming from the environment or from, you know, some possibly in my barn. Uh, so I just don't know. So. That's when I decided to really lock down the IPM, got a hold of Michigan Bio 420. And, and because if it is coming from, if it is here and it's going to be here, then I'd rather, you know, fight it naturally, fight them naturally. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, if you could reach out to him and ask him if he'd like to be on the show, we, I, I tell you what, a lot of people would like to hear from a bug guy. We haven't brought a bug guy on yet, but uh, we could use one. So if you got a good answer, uh, yeah. send him my way. Yeah, he actually. I'm sure. If, 
he's uh, he's got a couple other good qualities too. He actually, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe he has a uh, renewable energy degree from Michigan State. So um, he he definitely had some useful information on the show. That's where I can play. Agricultural <laughs> leader here in Michigan, Michigan State, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we were talking about your strains there, uh, Michigan Glue. What other strains have you ran that uh, really stuck out in your mind that either, well, sounds like you don't have them now, but you may have wished you would have kept. Uh, what are them, the ones that have slipped through? Oh, the okay, so the Glueberry. My, uh, my wife too, she, she was pretty mad we lost that one. I actually have a buddy up north um, back in Trevor City who actually still has a seed of the blueberry. So there's still hope, but uh, I didn't take cuts of it and it was uh, so upset because it, it turned out just so absolutely beautiful. Everywhere I've, I've taken it and, and let people smell, they've just, I mean, I've just blown them away. Another one, uh, which was the Sugar Black Rose. I really love the turt profile on the Sugar Black Rose. It's like got this very floral and uh, ended up losing that one. Uh, I actually, uh, I could probably get a hold of uh, uh, Space Force Extract because he ended up having some cuts. So I guess I, I could get that, but um, Delicious actually came out with uh, 11 Roses, which is um, the sugar black rose is the mother too. So, so uh, what's up on the immediately? What's up on deck when you can fire back up? Do you have uh, already something already picked out there? The, it's going to immediately be popped when you're ready to fire up. Oh, I'm I'm already back sitting there. You're saying oh, you've already go. got them going. Yeah, yeah. I I'll, the the strains I'm working with right now um, are a few delicious. The Choco Bang, the Northern Lights Blue. Uh, you know, let's see, I got my list right here. Actually. Obviously, my Great Lakes Gorilla uh, Finos. Uh, Secret Cheese from Fresh Coast. Uh, the Macaca Mulata. The Northern Lights Coast. Blue. Yeah, from Delicious uh, Seeds. I'm sorry, go ahead. And it just, that one sounded really good. It struck my, uh, just struck my curiosity there. I'm curious. I've been wanting to catch the Northern Lights number five is what I'm kind of keeping my eye out for right really? now. Who does that? When you said, pardon me? I Who don't know who's got that right now. I, I just said something I'm, you know, just decided to start looking for here the last couple of weeks. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find that. So I don't know who's sitting on that right now. I've got to do a little bit of homework. Uh, the Gorilla Butters from Fresh Coast. 
I've got a couple of those going too right now. And um, the pictures I've been seeing of those from people are absolutely amazing. Uh, he wants to know what he can expect from the 11 roses. He has one in veg now. Okay, so I haven't actually worked with the 11 roses yet, just the sugar black rose. But the sugar black rose is, they, they say they're very, very similar. Now the sugar black rose, like I was saying, it's got that, that berry, but it's also got the floral to it, almost like a, like a rose or like a slight potpourri, but it's got that berry note to it. And um, super unique. And the color is, I mean, if you see on my page there, the color, I mean, I just you can't stop taking pictures of it. You take some pretty good pics, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually all from the iPhone. These phones take pretty damn good pictures anymore. But uh, you still got to be able to know the shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta instinctively got to go, well, that's that's the one there. Yeah, with a lot of these strains, that I'm, I'm not hard to get a, a good picture. I mean, they kind of do it themselves. This lights out looks really good. So what uh, what are you using for a flower light? What are you flowering on there? Uh, Hoarder Lux, 1,000 watt, high pressure sodium, with a Nanolux, uh, digital ballast, and I was using the LEDs as supplemental. I had two King LED 1,200 watt, 1,200 watt LEDs, full spectrum. Now, even in the my 5x5 five five tent, I would, I would put those up you know, hang them real high and then have the, the HPS and, you know, have it centered. And the amount of trichome production on those, it, you can definitely tell it's a big difference. This, uh, this uh, silverback gorilla looks amazing. Yeah, um, I got that from, uh, I got that cut. So after the rough and my situation, uh, a, a buddy of mine, uh, Mike Tui from Traverse City. Do you mind if I uh, throw these up? Oh, go ahead, man. Cool. So yeah, uh, after the rough and my situation, a buddy of mine from Traverse City, Mike Tui, shout out to him. Uh, reached out to me and uh, said, you know, you heard about what happened and he's got some cuts if I wanted to run them, you know, get me back on my feet quicker. So that's what these are here. And these were gifted to me and uh, I couldn't be happier. You know, I, I never, I haven't actually ever ran until now, the GG4 there, the Gorilla Glue 4, and it just made me honestly love the Gorilla cookies that much more and really have a lot of respect for the Gorilla Glue. And I mean, you can obviously see why it's so popular and 
why it's been around and probably is going to stay around and is a, a pinnacle for breeders. Oh, man. This uh, cherry kush. Look how frosty this thing is. Yeah. Uh, my wife actually... <laughs> The cherry profile, the cherry profile on that is, now I've got, I, I mean, I've got quite a few plants in, in my pole barn. It's like a 30 by 30 room with the, with the separate tents in there, you know, and um, that cherry kush, there's only, there was only three of them in flower and they were, they were actually only in one gallon pot and that smell overpowered everything i mean you could almost smell it before you walked in super excited about that one did uh it had that fuely was it like a fuely cherry yes definitely the uh the initial smell is is the the cherry almost like a like a sweet cherry or like warmed up and then <clears throat> then almost like immediate fuel and these roots on this uh, Great Lakes uh, grill are beautiful, nice, yeah. healthy. Credit that to the uh, that plant success uh, mycorrhizae, the, the granular. All your plants look nice and beautiful and green. Uh, so uh, tell me about uh, your... Uh, your harvesting process. Uh, do you, or let's let's back up. Let's go through your flower. Do you like to defoliate? And if you do, when do you like to defoliate? Yeah, definitely. I try to wait till three weeks, but I use I it it it. In all reality, it's not, it's been about two, just over two weeks. They're ready to kind of get stripped down and or I guess lollipop, and uh. The the first time that I really stripped them like I do now, I, I got scared. I was like, wow, I, I took too much off. And it's the reason why I still do it today is the results I had doing it like that was just amazing. And, I, and I've been using that technique. I almost take it up right to about the second node there and they Especially on the strains that that stretch, like the um, the gorillas, anything with gorilla in it. The peanut butter breath actually was double butter. That that's a stretcher too. So, uh, how do you like to uh, go through your your drying or your trimming process? Oh, Are you a wet trimmer, dry trimmer? You like to hang? I okay so. I wet trim. I love to wet trim. Take it out and get all those big ones that don't really have too much frost on them or anything like that. Which by the time mine are finished off, they don't have a lot of the fan leaves on them anyway. So there, there's very little wet trimming to do. And I feel like too, uh, I've noticed with the wet trim, it, they seem to dry a day or two quicker. You know, they finish up just a touch quicker when when you get all that, you know, those bull crap wet leaves off there. So, but actually, before I ever even cut them, 
I, I kill my life and I let them stay right in the pot for about, for at least 48 more hours. And then, uh, and then I'll chop them, wet trim them, hang them. I, uh, I'll hang them usually right in the same tent and crank the, uh, the AC infinity up fairly high, probably on six or seven for the first two nights. And then from there, I'll just drop it a digit or two every day until it's almost on nothing, you know, and the humidity kind of, I've found for me anyways, in, in this environment, it, it tapers it down just right. Uh, it's hard dialing it in because the humidity is constantly changing, you know, because the seasons are changing. So I don't, I haven't invested in big dehues or air conditioners or anything like that. So it, it's kind of like manual environmental control. How was the eight phase? Yeah, the eight phase, uh, I actually, uh, I, ended up having two males out of that and then two that really didn't make it so i got one right now into flower and it's just starting to get some bug sites on it and you uh went through some fire that's for sure <laughs> having fun man that's what it's about though is yep. hunting and trying to find that one isn't it yeah so, which one uh, have you found anything that's really set that self apart for you yet? I mean, even if you haven't grown it, I guess if we put it there. Is there one that you've tried that uh, you're still like, I gotta have it, or one you've grown that uh, you're like, yeah, that's the one for now. For now, we're always hunting. You know, I feel like that with the gorilla cookie, and I, and that's why I wanted, you know, to keep it going. And after here, the when I did the research on the lineage of the the peanut butter breath or the double butter, there there the lineages are real similar. They both got the OG OG Kush breath, uh, um, all the way back. You know, the cookies. Every they're so similar. How could it not be? you know, absolute fire. So, you know, I took a chance and this is actually going to be the first, first uh, time I, I'm actually flowering the Great Lakes Gorilla. So there's three phenos. I'm going to try them out and see how close I, I, I got to the Gorilla cookies, you know, and see what other traits may have jumped in there or, or what ones are going to be prevalent. Uh, and I'm hoping it's, it's uh, the Gorilla cookie leaner you know, as far as the yield and everything goes with the frost of the peanut butter breath or with the frost of the double butter there. Yeah, that uh, Great Lakes Gorilla has got some fat, fat in the kill leagues. We're looking at, or at least I'm looking at, they'll probably be looking at it here in a second. Just a little bit of a delay. This uh, black sugar rose, man. Sugar black rose, yeah. Yeah. That thing's pretty. Yeah. That's what I was saying. You just did super photogenic. It is. Trichome for days. Nice job. Nice job. 
I don't mean to keep sidetracking you from what you're oh, talking about. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm kind of peeking at them, too. It's been a little <laughs> <laughs> Nice job here, for sure. Actually, I'm going to take a dab real quick here. Yeah, please do. The blueberry, uh, the blueberry OG looks pretty damn good, too. Yeah, that's the one I was telling you about there, that blueberry that is. I got the seed up, up north. In, in a safe place, my buddy's got it for me, so fingers crossed on that. I hope you get it back. Yeah, I do too. What you dabbing on now? Uh, tank breath. Up from my buddy here uh, in Saginaw. Chico man says, keep this stuff up. Like in the pictures of your garden. Had really good response of the show so far. I'm uh, super glad you were able to come on tonight. Not just tonight, I mean in general too. <laughs> Hello, everybody in chat. Chris Mertz, Chiba Man, Modern Genetics, Johnny Cana Seed. How you guys doing? Tommy Tricones. E. Yeah, I'm pumping on a little bit of uh, Dominatrix still from uh, Empire Seed Company there. Oh, really? Good. Okay. Good stuff. Oh, I got to shout out my daughter, Lexus. And of course, Smiley. Lexi gets upset. Lexi's my daughter. Uh, she gets upset if I don't shout her out. <laughs> uh, you got kids over there, TC? Yeah, just had a son. He'll be a year old, May 2nd. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yep. It's awesome getting to be home and, you know, do do what I love and be here with him, you know. Very blessed. It is a blessed time to just be able to do all this great stuff with the plant. Yeah. It's so rewarding from, uh, you know, just so many different aspects. Definitely is. I tell you what, though, I'm having fun, man. I, uh, you know, the, the people that I'm meeting now are just, and the people in the cannabis industry are, are some of the most amazing people I've met, you know, and the generosity and everything. It's just, and it, you know, there's, there's competition. But in my opinion, it's like friendly competition, you know, and it, I, I, I love it. I love all aspects about it. I love the camaraderie. I love seeing the the feuds, but they're not really, you know, ill-hearted. Um, I follow a lot of people out on the West Coast, some uh, Oregon growers and uh, California growers. Um, 
and they kind of feud back and forth and it's all in fun though because then they meet up at like the emerald cup and stuff and and then and they all just you know sesh and and have fun and and talk shit you know like we're doing so and that's what it's all about right on well michigan's got an it seems like an extra great uh cannabis community wanting to help each other out and uh just wanting to share you know uh their garden and you know their knowledge which yeah, I definitely. think sets us apart from uh, most of the other states, yep. for sure. But uh, not knocking on—I mean, not knocking on any of these other viewers because you know uh, we've got a good. At least this channel has a good, uh, definitely Canada following. Canada's uh, definitely number two following. But man, we've got—I've got people watching every night from uh, Australia, uh, UK, uh, Germany. India, so yeah, I'm not, uh, try, not trying to say any anyone's greater than the other because uh, I appreciate everybody that's tuning in. But uh, Michigan, and I just feel we have an extra strong, uh, close cannabis community. Anyway, I popped in last night for a little bit, and there was uh, I think it was like 10% of your viewers were from the UK or from Australia. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we I get waves too at different times they pop in right around up uh, you know four o'clock right there and stuff when we get a bunch of overseas viewers and uh, that's super cool man I think actually I actually looked at the analytics at one point and um, it was being translated and it was just blowing my mind that somebody in another country was actually watching it and it was being you know translated across the screen <laughs> that's pretty crazy right there that's that pretty is, awesome yeah, yeah. All, all from a plant too man i know it talk about you know so is there anything special you do after with your harvest uh like your trimmings and stuff or do you make edibles with it or actually i do um i blow my own wax right now um so when i have the material you know i i, I do my own mess around with that and and you know that's the best way to learn is to just do it yourself and and keep doing it and and ask questions and see how other other people are doing it and learn from their mistakes learn from your own mistakes um i don't really have the budget right now to to go in on the equipment you know needed to like really do some magical stuff but uh i mean i can get by with with open blast and purging it right what do you think of the rosin tech is that something you're interested in? Uh, Preston Rosin? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Actually, when I met you uh, at Cannabis Cup there that day, I had I was I actually had uh, organic mechanic press some of my Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, he did he did a good job on it. it some flower actually. And uh, yeah, but I would definitely get into Preston. Uh, I would probably invest in some bubble bags and everything too, and then and and wash it, and then and do the ice water hash. I probably wouldn't just press. I would, yeah, I probably wouldn't press flour. 
in your opinion, which would you rather uh, see yourself working with, uh, the rosin or uh, the hydrocarbon side? Like the HO? Mm, or are you talking about like ice water hatch? No, just, uh, you know, a hydrocarbon would be stripping it down, you know, blasting it in some type of Yeah, way. I would definitely... I like both, honestly. There, there's, I, I can't really pick one way or the other if I had had to. Um, it's just well, you I almost had to because they're very expensive hobbies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're they're definitely, definitely, definitely very different skill sets. I mean, yeah, the guys that work the hydrocarbon side are definitely geniuses, and these guys that are taking over the rosin tech uh that's a whole nother thing too you know each strain's dependent and uh you know how long that's another i would probably go on the on the solventless side and do and do the rosin i i guess for it would probably work best with my style of growing uh, you know being organic i the yeah, because if you think about it, if you if you wouldn't go rosin, uh, the hydrocarbon side would be the only part that uh, you're di introducing something that wasn't organic. Yeah. <laughs> See, on the a rosin side too, you kind of got to have, like you're saying, you got to you got to kind of know what strains work, what strains are going to have heavy, heavy trichome production and are going to wash right and like organic mechanic. I mean, he knows his strains. So, I mean, that's why he won't even take any material if it, if it's a strain that he knows isn't going to dump. If, if someone, you know, calls him up and say, hey, I got, you know, whatever the strain may be. Yeah, well, that one, she's not going to dump. Not worth, you know, it's not worth it. So, and to be doing it like his skill set and you kind of got to have a knowledge of the strains and what the what the capabilities of those are you know and i think that goes with either method though uh, you know each side has their own that benefit each one way or the other and just looking here in chat we've got people here from germany a couple people oh. here from germany right now we got a Boston, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Ontario, Northern Michigan. We've got a Texas. Some people in Texas uh, checking you out tonight. Nice. Pretty cool, though, that, uh, you know, how cool is that? Somebody in Germany right now sitting there. Uh, Super cool. Listening to TC Turks <laughs> talk about his garden and stuff. Huh? <laughs> Pretty awesome. Talk shit about my garden. Yeah, it's not shit. You got a beautiful garden. We just looked through there, man. Your stuff's yeah. on point. There's no shit yeah. there. So, hats off to you, brother. Thank you. I'm definitely having fun. Definitely having fun. So, uh, in the future, what are some of the stuff that uh, you can see yourself changing? You know, what's something in your process right now that you think, well, if uh -huh. I could. I, I would change this right now, or I would, you know, maybe incorporate this. Maybe I would not probably, change nothing, maybe incorporate something. I'd probably graduate out of the tent and either 
set up some greenhouses outdoor. I have a little uh, property, I have a few acres that I, I could actually set up a greenhouse. So if I had the money, I would I would start going into uh, moving to greenhouse or do the raised beds in the space that I have, still move out of the tents and just use the 30 by 30 room and set up um, probably the four foot by 16 foot no-till beds and just run no-till. And then lock down an IPM program. And I mean, you already know I like using the teas, so I'd have some type of tea regimen. And uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd definitely start navigating towards the no-till. Just want to pop in and say hello to a few people that are new yeah. to the chat here. Stephanie Z or Stephanie B. Hello, how you doing? Shane Glow Gas, how you doing? Kilo B Gardens, <clears throat> what's up for life? Chris Mertz, how you doing? Uh, I think I've got that. Warlock, how you doing? These these urge some of these names uh, always <laughs> step step me up a little bit. So yeah, um, that's pretty awesome. There, uh, any have you ever grown outdoors? And uh, what strains have you outdoors grown outdoors? Have you had? Yeah, uh, back to the gorilla cookies again. Um, I had the amazing, you know, that I, I ran for a while, and um, she did awesome outdoor. And actually, that was the what I. I bred the double butter with was the outdoor one. So that all happened outdoor. That whole breeding uh, project I did was outdoor. Um, see, what else have I grown outdoor? Uh, the, I, I, I did, um, it was a knockoff of the, uh, sorry, not knockoff, but um, a guy I follow on Instagram, no big pill. He crossed the gorilla cookies with a. I want to say it was a purple pineapple skunk, and he called it gorilla skunk, and that was an amazing outdoor strain. I did that for uh, a season and had really good results with that. Super dense nug, um, really good color. Um, had like a peppery nose to it, but um, but the production for outdoor was was really good. Again, I'm not an outdoor grower, but I know that there's lots of people in chat that are thinking about it this year. I'm gonna Do you have some tips for the outdoor. Uh, let's see. Top dress. I like top dressing and kind of let uh let mother nature do the rest, you know. Obviously water and, you know, as needed, but when when you're using organics, when, you, when you're using dry amendments, organic dry amendments, uh, you can top dress and you don't have to worry about it. You know, if you're back in the woods where it's a spot where you can't get to, when you're top dressing, it, a slow release dry amendment, you don't have to really 
you don't have to continue a food regimen or anything for a while, you know, depending on what, what type of dry amendments you're using. Any methods on like place say uh, plant structure, you know, keeping them short, bushy, uh, maybe securing them fencing or <clears throat> see with outdoor i don't have too much experience with any fencing or like that and nothing i i've done ever got that big um outdoor uh just because i put it out late and i guess i've, I've really been trying to keep them I, I, anything that i've done outdoor i try to keep them fairly short but to keep them from being exposed you know but um for the most part, with outdoor, you kind of just want to let them go, you know, all that, for me, in my opinion, all the, the extra foliage and fan leaf and stuff like that is producing, it actually needs those out in the elements, you know, outdoors, it's going to need that protection and, and everything. When you're growing indoors, you don't have the elemental uh, things that would affect it like they do like outdoors so you can trim off a whole bunch of fan leaves and and stuff when you're growing in tents and stuff like that and you can you know kind of go crazy on chopping them up thinning them out so is there any particular strains i know when uh when i was selling well, seeds, i always might have to step out for a second go to bathroom real quick give me just a no problem i'll talk chat for a minute man. yeah hey everybody how are you guys doing what are you guys smoking on out there desurge uksif 420 how you doing tonight what are you guys smoking on you guys enjoying the show so far robert hazelton how are you Enjoying this uh, Dominatrix from Empire Seed Company. Super tasty. Got to do some trimming tonight. Some more trimming after the show. Some more Dominatrix and some uh, Beautiful Loser, I believe, is up. Freddy. Can't wait for that. I'm a wet trimmer myself. I like to uh, freeze it up for extracts. How'd you like those uh, cameras? Three for 25 bucks. That's a deal. <laughs> That's a super deal. Hopefully uh, they work out really well for you. Make sure you keep me posted. Smoking black gold GMO. He's playing down. Drop shot one. How you doing tonight, man? Hope you are enjoying the show. Dodging the winds. Asic, where you got 60, 80 mile an hour winds? That's pretty crazy. Crumb de la crumb. That sounds pretty damn good. Dry trim only. I'll be doing some dry trim here soon. I, I did some... Uh, 
be leafing and hanging this round just because I was so fucking far behind. <laughs> I was like, this is the only way right here, man. Generally isn't my style, but I sure should have some stuff hanging right now. <laughs> just to uh, kind of catch up a little bit. What kind of cameras? The wise cameras. The Wi-Fi cameras. You can get them online or Home Depot. Cheaper online. Welcome back, TC. Yeah. Just talking a little bit. We're actually uh, was talking a little bit about these wise cameras that uh, I use. That a couple of these people here in chat have uh, picked up. Uh, they work pretty good, man. They're cheap. I've got them in all my tent areas. Uh, to uh, I'm doing time lapse in all my tent areas. And I do it for, uh, well, I, I started doing it for the test lights so I could uh, let the manufacturer, you know, chronicle the grow as well as I let him, uh, I share the camera with him so he can check in on progress at all times. And if he thinks, that, you know, the light needs to be moved or whatever, it's like working, like you were talking, like working with the breeder on what you can expect. It's like working every day with the light company you know, on the results. <clears throat> I, there, I'm serious. There's days where I, I get up and I've already got a DM, you know, I think you should move it up just a little bit or you move these. It's all good. I, I appreciate the tips. Uh, let's work together. So, uh, they're nice in that aspect, but the nicer thing is the time elapsed grow to, uh, to go back and cause you can time snap it be able to look and see if something started to go wrong you can see it right back through the timestamp and everything but for 20 bucks you know, uh per camera and you can access it at any time uh you know on your phone make sure things are going right or just to take some quick pictures from the camera yeah they're uh they're pretty cool you said it was only 20 bucks yeah 20 bucks oh wow yeah and uh yeah, you can actually back them up. They're put there for for security purpose. I have them in my tents, but I also have my houses laced with them <laughs> on the excursions because you can uh, you can set them up for motion, and uh, they they instantly hit your phone with a you know oh you can actually do them for sound to be triggered. So if they hear noise, they can come on. Uh, they can be triggered by a fire fire alarm. You can have them hooked up with motion sensors. Uh, you can even do facial recognition, wow. just in case you've got one shady, shady person around that—that's uh, the one you don't trust. When it sees that face come into the room, it will, it will start clicking on and recording if you have it set. So for twenty bucks, man. Wow. They're pretty good. They're twenty-five bucks at Home Depot. At their twenty bucks, uh, direct. If you get online and order them directly through Wise, but man, they're a pretty decent camera. Awesome. Yes, they do have night vision deer. Anyways, back to you, brother. Back to you. Night Sarah. Anything you want to talk about in particular? Uh, oh man, I. Starting to lose my train of thought. I'm starting to nod out here. Oh, I forgot. That's right. You that you're an early guy. Yeah. 
So I see you got a DNC hat on there. Do you uh, use the Detroit Nutrients Company there? Yeah. Or Tommy, I, correct? Yep, Tommy. I uh, met him. He was doing, a, I think it was a sponsor day at like a, like a local HTG. And uh, I picked up some of his soil and stuff. And, um, you know, it was all right. I really enjoyed the worm castings, though. Um, his worm castings are are awesome actually uh but like i said I, I switched to another company this this last time around um it's fine but yeah dnc is uh, really good worm castings actually he um gosh he's telling me where he actually sources them from and why how he gets the the i guess the yield of the actual castings up you know he was telling me about the percentages, but his percentage of worm casting to, or, or whatever are so much higher than he was saying the competitors, but he, wherever he sources them from has a higher count of worm casting per, you know, whatever else the medium is they use. But uh, yeah, super rich, super good. Loved it. And it, it goes well on the teeth too. You can actually throw the worm castings right in with your teeth. Some guys use like a filter bag, like almost like an actual tea bag when they're brewing it. But um, I just dump it right in. A couple tablespoons. What well, would be the um, benefit of not putting them in there? I mean, you'd tap dress with it, so why wouldn't you wanna? Yeah, well, you can do it either way. This depends on what week it is. Now, if it's a top dress week, and I'm using the and I'm applying the worm castings, then yeah, I put them in there. But if you want um, a more immediate, you know, release, the teas are the way to go. That's what I hear, man. Most people that use tea swear by the teas. And... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've just had great results with it. That's why I haven't really switched it. If it's not broke. Why fix it? You know, oh. honestly, I start. I've started with more than what I have now. And by dialing it in, I kind of taper off certain things where it's like, am I just wasting money on this? And so I start to, to ease off on certain things. Um, I almost, I was using uh, a really high nitrogen uh, from Roots Organic. And um, I ended up, I was like, there's so much nitrogen in the other stuff that I'm using that I don't think I need this this straight nitrogen supplement, you know, from them. So I, I, I quit using it, and the plants responded well, and now I, I, I don't use it unless I, I see a deficiency, a nitrogen deficiency, and then, I, and then I'll add some in. What's up, Sequence 3? How you doing tonight? So, uh, do you believe in uh, foiler feeding? Do you foiler at all? I'm actually just learning a little bit about foiler feeding. There was, uh, so I use this product called Photosynthesis Plus by Microblife, and you can actually use that as a, like a foiler spray, I guess, too, and help, you know, uptake nutrients through the leaves. Um, but I'm just now kind of scratching the surface with that. That's another thing that 
my boy Michigan Bio 420 there and I talk about him. Um, another reason why he would be great on, on here is because he can tell you all about that. I could sit down and listen to him forever and talk about it, but. I've heard uh, good things about the photo this plus, but uh, I heard that stuff stinks. Oh, <laughs> is it, man. Is it as bad as they say it is? Yeah, it is. Um, I've gotten used to it, but um, if it don't stink, it ain't working. That's what I've found. The stinkier the product, I mean, the, the better it seems to work. But yeah, that... Uh, the, the two stinkiest products I have are the Elemental from Roots Organic and the Photosynthesis Plus. The, uh, the Elemental there smells like just rotten fish. I mean, it's horrible. But, you know, it's working. Have you ever used those? As far as stinky products go, you ever tried the uh, the actual fish yet? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't really had the opportunity to use it just because I mean, what I've you know, kind of what I've been using is working. But um, I've heard really good things. A lot of people swear by it. Oh yeah, I definitely noticed uh, a, a big, huge uh, benefit in my root zone. I mean, it was out of control, actually, in my room. Uh, I was using a fabric pots at the time, and uh, it kind of got uh, a little scary, actually, because the, the, it got a little bit of bacteria on the pot, but it was probably good bacteria. But either way, it kind of, like, freaked me out a little yeah. bit. Again, uh, coming from salts and stuff, I was like, Ugh. But when, uh, you know, after harvest and everything, because I was just... Uh, my performance, not necessarily on my, on my weight. You know what I'm saying? Because strange yield, different, whatever, especially if it's like my first or second run with that strain. I judge uh, my performance in the pot, which you probably don't do if you're an organic grower. I don't know how you treat your pots. It looks like they're pretty small, and a lot of organic growers don't like to uh, necessarily beat that root ball apart like I do and get all their roots out of there. They kind of let the bio network break it down or whatever but i don't a cocoa grower i don't so I, I judge my performance in that pot I, so i you know when i yank it out and i go to break that root ball up if that pot's just not incredibly you know root bound and maxed out just as healthy as can be i know there's plenty of work to be done you know i haven't maxed out my yields up top i shouldn't be nowhere you know I should be proud of myself up top. If things aren't taken care of in that pot, then I, no matter how good it was up top, I shouldn't be, you know, proud of myself. There's more work to be done. Right. This is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, is there any products, other products that uh, you're kind of sweet on? Um, no, I really want. I've uh, been trying to get some information on the Athena and um, I'm really interested in it. People are saying good things, but I mean, I haven't really had an opportunity to, you know, dive in and see what it's all about. I haven't used it myself. 
always looking to get some tips out to everybody else that's for sure yeah definitely oh like i was kind of hinting too earlier i've been really thinking about uh dedicating an area over to like an organics type uh run no way i'd just like buck up and just go okay i'm changing everything over i think it'd be kind of crazy <laughs> but uh I am definitely interested in dedicating maybe a four by four area to like a no till bed, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Seeing what happens, you know. Side by side quality tests and strains and you know, I like to fart around trying different things myself, so why not do a side by side with some organics and the only thing I'd have to do is put light by light, make sure the lights were the same and I can test the mediums, I guess. But I'm definitely curious. I'm definitely curious. I'm I'm tired of dumping shit out. If I could reuse it, then uh, uh, definitely interested. Starting to get a little lightheaded here, Eagle. Might have to take off on you. That's fine. I appreciate your time, brother. You know. Uh, you warned me in the head of time that uh, this what you were staying yeah. up late. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your time, and I guarantee everybody else here has uh, appreciated your time and your knowledge that you put down here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my thoughts are getting a little loopy. I, I, I want to make sure what I'm saying is accurate, and I, I, my thoughts are getting a little silly, so. But I'd love to jump on again with you sometime. Yeah, you'll be more than welcome to jump on, you know, uh, especially if you uh, like say like last night, you uh, usually I don't let people that are like haven't been on yet jump in. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, definitely. but, it, but uh, now that you've been on and you happen to wake up with the kid and three yeah. o'clock in the morning and you get get him back to sleep and you can't go back to sleep and you flip on and man, I'm on. Uh, there's a good chance you're more than welcome to uh, jump into that chat or whatever's going on. So Yeah. I always have so much more to say when I'm spectating at first, too, and then I can jump in and on the conversation. Right on. Not a good leader in conversation, but I can join in good. Well, you got to get in there and introduce yourself uh, at some point. And not like you're a stranger in the cannabis community by any means, but... Uh, it's always good to get the, get your face out there and you know, say this is how I do my thing and uh, let's be friends, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you taking the time to come on, my friend. And, awesome. uh, I look I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, definitely soon. Thank you, brother. You have an amazing day tomorrow and uh, good luck, my friend. Thanks. Have a good night. night. Thanks, everyone. Bye. TC Terps, what a great conversation that was. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I did. I know I did. I got to uh, learn a bit about his uh, growing system and his organic methods and uh, some of the awesome strains I've been looking at for now for a while as I've been following him last year or so. Uh, I'm glad I got a second chance to talk with him and uh, introduce him to you guys. If you have not met him, uh, I forgot to make him get his shout outs there, but you can find him on Instagram, uh, TC Terps. 
uh, his page is definitely worth checking out there. Uh, go ahead and, you know, if you haven't, you're not following, following him, uh, make sure you do. Invite him to the community. You know, I'm sure he'll uh, follow you back and uh, look through your garden as well. Chris Mertz will be coming up soon. Let's uh, let's look at the calendar here and see who will be coming up the next few days. <clears throat> uh, tomorrow night, we'll have uh, Tribal Gardens will be here uh, telling us about their gardening and uh, their process and all that good stuff. And uh, while I'm telling you guys uh, what's coming up here, why don't you guys uh, tell me what you guys are smoking on. Why don't you uh, roll it up? this next segment here kinko's genetics how you doing johnny canaseed uh so we have tribal gardens tomorrow uh, of course chris mertz who is in here in chat will be here on 4 30 uh dropping some knowledge on us and kinos i'm sorry i said that first wrong the first time kinos genetics will be here on 5 1 and of course, uh, MMP Creations, a YouTuber uh, grower, will be here on uh, 5 2. Evolve Genetics or Evolve.420 will be here uh, on Friday. <coughs> I'm sorry, Sunday, talking with us. And he's uh, donated, donated some genetics for uh, to give away on the show on that night as well. Uh, Monday, we have Fino Hunter coming on. Fino that four year. I'm sorry, I always like jump ahead myself for some damn reason. Uh, later in the week, we have uh, Jinx Proof of Jinx Proof Genetics. Uh, will be here talking with me, uh, telling some stories and talking about his genetics, as well as uh, don't forget to check out uh, the Dank Bank, his new uh. The dankbank.com is uh is where you can find his new uh, gear and uh, seed bank operation. Don't forget to check that out. He's got some deals going on. Uh, and Northstar will be here Friday, early in the day Friday. We're uh, we're gonna actually drop an early episode on Friday for Joel. Yep. Jinx Proof will be here. Yep, that is correct. Jinx Proof will be here next week. You did hear correct. How awesome is that? I was kind of waiting to drop that, but eh, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's got uh, some new stuff brewing in his kitchen that he wants to talk to us about, as well as his autism charities. And like I said, the the new launch of uh, his website, the Dank Bank, is where you can find all his genetics. He asked me to give that a shout out to help give it a push. So yeah, between him, well, I'm not going to say any. They're all great guests. It's going to be a great week. Great week this week as far as that goes. And a lot of cool guests in store for the weeks ahead. I have no... Uh, I have no uh, no passion to even try to quit this at this moment. I enjoy talking to you guys every night. And, uh, well, I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys are awesome. So why wouldn't I uh, try to bring you the best content that I could possibly bring? 
Well, I got one more in me. If there's anybody out there that wants to jump in for a quick, I don't know, half hour. It's uh, jinxdankbank.com. Yeah. Quick one, maybe a half hour tops. Jump in, say hello. What you smoking on? What you did today? Uh, go ahead and raise your hand and I'll shoot you the numbers on Instagram there. You're more than uh, welcome. And uh, keeps me from talking to myself. Durban poison and flour. Man, that sounds... I love Durban poison. Always a good strain. Cannabis, Smiley says. We've been watching bottom line. Bottom line. Question. Has anyone ever grown an outdoor plant indoors? I'm doing Nepal. Ah. God damn this cotton mouth. Nepalese. It's week five. Nine feet tall. Seriously. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't bring the outdoor plant in. It might take a little bit of a weird period, but yeah. Uh, maybe in a couple of days, I'm in the point where it needs to be reset. I'm cleaning up. All these girls behind me are... Oh, can you see the screen? These tents behind me are uh, in the process of being cleaned. Shoved in. Just kind of got them going under the light right now. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to log off yesterday and tonight. I got some work to be done. Once I get them all uh, reset, I should be more than happy to uh, walk you through the shit. Wasn't too long ago that I did. Chris. Ghost farm. Plus, I can't, uh, I'd have to, like, just roll this damn camera around. Talking to myself here while I was, uh, I was actually thinking if uh, probably uh, shoot this one without having to try to roll the camera over. Primal Punch. Mm. Married with Children. That's another good one there from Empire. Ghost Train Haze. On the part. We got some fire going up in there. Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, I'll jump you in. Oh, I'd be more than happy to show my girl. I just don't can't roll this camera around. But after uh, Sergeant, Pe I'll jump Sergeant Pepper and I'll see if I can't uh, get one of them cameras going to uh, show you what's going on in some of them tents. Jinx proof on a yeah, Jinx proof will be in. All right, let me uh, let me get Sergeant Pepper on here so he can talk while I uh, try to get some camera going. So I hope you all had a great day beginning of the week coming up on hope day hope you guys have a good hope day middle of the week 
I always liked Wednesdays. It was like that tipping point. Oh, Smiley's going to jump on too. So let me uh, shoot him the numbers. Bam. There you go, Smiley. Sergeant Pepper. Bam. There you go. How does one grow their own? I have no clue. Oh, show their own grow. Well, you'd have to get on the show and uh, you could use your camera, show your grow. I could use your Instagram. Yeah, I could actually bring up people's Instagram. Good idea, Chris. I never thought about that. I could actually bring up your guys' Instagram and look through it. And uh, we could talk about your gardens that way. Ah, good idea, Chris. Pressing rosin all day. Ooh. That's something that uh, I haven't ventured into yet, but maybe someday. Someday soon. We got Sergeant Pepper jumping in already. What's going on, Sergeant Pepper? How you doing today? Good, man. Just getting some trimming done right now. I had a, had a really good meeting today. I was pretty excited about it. Yeah? Yeah. Canvas man, related? Got... Yes, sir. I, I don't want to throw it out quite yet. But like, you know, when you got something cooking and you just don't, you, you want to brag about it, but you don't, because at the same time, like you don't want to fucking jinx it. Right. Oh yeah. Trust me. I know about that. I've done it a couple times on this show. <laughs> yeah. So, I know exactly oh, what you're talking about, brother. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. But so, I can I'm tell about I can tell Sorry. by the your excitement that uh, it's something good. Yeah, I hope so. Like, if everything works out, it's something that's going to be a project that'll be around six to nine months down the line. But um, it'll be something for me to, to open doors and just do something other than just grow, just do something different, but still be involved. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. I knew you had good things lined up for you. Didn't I say that shit the other day? Did I not say that shit the other day, Sausage Pepper? You did. <laughs> How you doing, Smiley? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, dude. Taco Tuesday is fucking awesome. Gotta love that shit. How was the... Uh, What's up, Sergeant? How are you doing, bro? Good, Canada, man. Sorry, Canada, I didn't cut you off. No, is Canada with you too? What's up, Canada? Yeah, he's here. He's Sweet. just charging his phone. It's almost dead. That's his only issue. I'm going to shoot him in. Oh, you, you're there. Can you just pass him the number? His phone yeah. Phone I'll pass it to him right now, actually. Or I can send him the link. He actually, after I, I sent you, I noticed he was had his hand up there, too. I was like, God damn, I could have hit the other chat. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, Hold up. Let me give you the number. How was the that's smokers uh, thing there, Smiley? That was really cool, dude. I that turned in cool. for a few seconds, but uh, I didn't watch it for too long. 
Yeah, no, I mean, they, they had some, uh, it, it definitely gets hard on a, uh, you know, a multi, they had like nine or 10 people on there. So, you know, it's, but there was some good conversation going on. I mean, it was a great topic on, uh, you know, some of the terpene, they were talking about uh, how your palate can change a little bit as you get more experienced as a smoker, you know, so, it, you know, just, you, you possibly could trend a certain way towards more of a fruity or more of a stanky or whatever that's kind of cool yeah i just i I seen i got the invite too i was tagged up in that and i was like "Mm." i had considered it when i got the invite the other day i was like yeah maybe and then i seen that when he posted the link out today it was like actual like yeah you know i'm like oh this is gonna be one of those pile-ups i'm like yeah I don't think I'm jumping in on that. I think Any it's more than concept, four. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is. It's just for me, uh, any more than four, you're just stepping on that somebody else's toes. You know, usually there's somebody with a sour face that has tried more than once to talk and has been cut off or something like that. Or it becomes a, a giant debate, which I have no fucking interest in at all. You know, that yeah, back but, and forth where it can be tempered. Yeah. Like Bubble Man does that though all the time. I and mean, those are always great. Yeah, I don't watch it. It's just I think you gotta be <laughs> well I watched like, one where everybody was on there for like two seconds and everybody was like, Hi, my name's Johnny and I fucking believe in this and blah 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 blah, blah and that's all they got. I mean, it was fucking four hours of people introducing themselves. And I was like, Yeah, I'm done with that shit. Yeah, that can get old. <laughs> Fumador did great with it though, man. He, he's uh, he's cool. He's, he's good at that mediating. It. Oh, it was pretty 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 well flowing when I tuned in. You know, I was just uh, busy. That's why I tuned out. I was trying to multitask and uh, trying to listen and do everything else I was doing. It just wasn't working. I'm jealous though. I'm jealous, Eagle. We need a Michigan cannabis tasting society. This is the concept that. It, I have to be able to go to something like that. It sounds so fucking cool. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, there actually is something to that effect. Um, T-Dog was referencing it in, as far as like uh, uh, when was in chat yesterday. Uh he was talking about like once you go snob, you won't, you never go back and shit or all that good shit. Uh, I forget what I have to go back and re uh, watch the episode, but there's an art uh, organization here in Michigan where you actually have to, it's like $300 to go to the event and you can't and you just go because you bought a ticket. You have to be like screened and, uh, if they deem you good enough to fucking come, then it's still $300 to go to this fucking event. So it's kind of, it sounds like, you know, something like what you, you guys got going there, but maybe a less, a little less costly, <laughs> you know, a little more uh, better opinions. But like you said, just an exclusive, uh, you know, group talking about cannabis. I think it'd be cooler though if like, uh, I don't know how exactly the premise or how they do it. He said when they would be able to meet, they would actually, you know, there was a group of them and they would kind of pass different flavors around and different things. And I don't know if they had a, you know, hey, this this week we're doing fruities or, you know what I mean? This month we're going to do fruit flavors or whatever. But 
you know, it'd just be kind of cool to get get your uh, experience up with different flavors and different people's, you know, growing styles and just kind of, you know, uh, overall, I think that's how you improve your palate. You, you try different shit and then you kind of know what you like. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the reason why I go to uh, the social events is to get out there and try new things and see what everybody else is growing. Just, I guess, on a larger scale. Good night, you know, sequence. Gonna, you know, I was going to say was, uh, no, you're fine. Um, speaking of getting different flavors, something that I just recently tried um, that, well, I'm technically just purchased it and I'm going to be trying it is um i don't know if you guys ever heard of uh genetics testing through farmer freeman i've heard of it but yeah yeah um so basically i guess the concept uh, my buddy smoky 616 on ig um turned me on to this gentleman and it essentially within seven days of the of like your seedling popping and you're getting a leaf you can take the cut off of it, mail it out. Obviously, be very sterile when you do this process. You take the cut off of the piece of the leaf, and you'll have like this little envelope, the sample. You send the tissue to them within 72 to 48 to 72 hours from them receiving it. They send it to the lab. You'll find out if it's a male or a female. So I don't know. I think like. The only reason I bring that up is about trying different flavors. I, uh, this 420, I purchased uh, 50 different test packs because I wanted to pop some beans. And uh, I popped a total of uh, 20, 25 beans. And out of those 25, well, it was more than that, but the ones that survived. And well, I didn't want this run or that run. But basically, I want to say I popped a total of like 30 something and I ended up with 25. And I got some London pound cakes, as well as uh, some barbecue gorilla, with some strawberries and cream. And I'm just excited to save some money and find out which ones are males, which ones are females. And then this way, I could say deuce out to the males and just keep the females that I want and continue the pheno hunt going and save some money on nutrients and time. How, uh, how long does it take you to grow them to be able to take a clone, Sergeant? I mean, to do a clone doesn't take too long because, I mean, what I used to do is just take a cut off of a clone and then flip the clone, and then you find out if it's a male or if it's a female. But what I really want to do is I want to go to the next level, and I want to, like, completely do a full cycle grow and not just find out is it a male or a female and then kill it. I would rather just be like, all right, I got 12 females. Let's run all 12 of these females. And if it's three flavors, let's see which ones are the baddest bitches in there rather than taking all those clones and those cuts. I don't know if you're going that way, but that's what I used to do. And this is something new. And I thought it'd be really rad because if you already have a bunch of cuts ready to go, but then you find out, hey, you don't want these ones. Well, just go to the cloning machine and just be like sayonara and throw those guys away yeah no for sure and that's that is kind of where i was going like i'll flip the clones and it's 
seems to be a fairly fast process. That's why I was kind of asking. It's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know that it's worth outlaying some money to have it. You know what I mean? Well, it could be like $10 a test, which I don't think is terrible. Yeah. If you weigh out, like, like, I don't know, like say if you spent a lot of money on some seeds and like you pop like 23 seeds and I don't know, you drop quite a few bills on them and, uh, you want to find out if they're a male or female and you don't want to waste time, especially for me, because I want to say like, like 80% of my, of my area that I had to work with was flour, right? Which isn't a very big veg and I'm working on efficiency points on like racks and whatnot. So for me, I guess if for my setup, if I could just find out and then immediately just flour in this three by three chamber that I got, just nothing but females versus like i don't know 23 25 beans at one shot yeah, i just and don't think it's you know what i mean huge, yeah when you start adding numbers that's such a huge time savings too i think it would definitely be there's more value i think the more like if you're popping five seeds maybe it isn't such a huge deal to have you know what i mean a few extra weeks but yeah 30 40 of this it's a big difference yeah and i don't do that all the time but I was lucky enough where I, uh, my buddy Smokey actually gifted me 23 London pound cakes. And that's a strain that I've been curious about for quite some time. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to pop them. And he said, well, how many are you going to pop? And I was like, all of them. Oh. He said, are you serious? And I was like, I've never had the balls to pop that many seeds of one strain. Let's find some fire. No, I like that idea, man. I've always, like, I've been limited on numbers so like i'm always popping like five to six at a time you know and gotcha. i just got this and i just got this 21 pack and that that thought ran through my head too is like you know holy shit man it'd just be so badass to crack the whole pack you know hunt through find find the one i want right away but now i'm kind of stuck to like i gotta almost do it through four different cycles you know what i mean right uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys because that's something new that I'm trying. And um, I've had a few friends on IG that have just ranting and raved about Farmer Freeman and saying that it's been pretty legit and it saved them a lot of time and, and money. Because at first I thought, well, that's kind of expensive. But then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, but how much do I pay in power and nutrients to run like, say, like 13 plants that I actually didn't even want? Yeah, no. So so there's that, you know, unless you're breeding, if you're breeding and you find a stud in there, well then, yeah, you want to save that stud. No, I totally understand. That's cool, man. Farmer Freeman, that's on Instagram. That's how they can find them. Or... Yeah, it's Farmer Freeman. Mm -hmm. um, pretty legit. I believe he's out of Washington. Okay. Boom Farms up in chat tonight. How you doing, Boom? But I will say, like, when you flip the clones quick, that is what I did forever because it's just – it's pretty easy, man. Like, usually I can get roots within, like – once your cloning game is a little bit more on point, I feel like you can get roots within, like, seven to eight days. You know, some strains are going to take a little longer, but if you do everything right, you can get roots in fast seven, eight days. I want to say maximum ten if I got roots in seven. 
just flip the fucker and then find out, you know, within 12 to 14 days that you flipping it, is it a girl, is it a dude? But I've never actually run the full cycle and been like, all right, so this one, you know, looked beautiful, but how does it smoke? Or how does it like look like appeal wise or how's the density? Like, I guess when I'm searching for fire now, I'm trying to up my game. And I feel like cause my space is limited, I think this is an awesome resource because if you can find like and just run 12 females or something you were interested in and then say you find two in there that you're like, all right, this one just slaps on the weight. But this one over here is just a gem and could win a cup. You know, when you start, I, I guess that's what I'm looking for. I, uh, I didn't have as much space before. And then I was going over some ideas. And then when my buddy Smokey told me about the genetics testing, I was like, well, shit, that that could actually work right there. Yeah. I, that, all I do is I take those clones, I let them root, and then I always put, I always go into number one. And then uh, once I, I give them a few days to kind of get in that, and then I flip the clones that I just put in the number one. And then, yeah, once I, I'll pull the males and I'll leave the, I'll transplant the girls into a number three. Where I normally will run them in a number 10, but I just let them flower right out from there in a number three. And it gives like a nice little uh, two foot tall, be you know, beanstalk plant, but it gives you kind of a quarter to a half ounce to try. And you can kind of almost taste them too at that point. That's just what I was doing recently, I guess. That was new for so me. you did go the full cycle to run it because I know a lot of people that don't do that, where they don't go the full cycle and they just like, they just run it like, oh, it's a female, and then they just kill it off. And I guess that's what I want to do is what you just said, whereas I want to run it the whole cycle, and I want to get, like, at least a half ounce or so to smoke of it. So this way I can find out, like, hey, do I really like the flavors on this? Or how does this make me feel, like, heady-wise? Or is this more, like, going to put me in the couch? Like, I like to know a little bit about what I'm going to smoke because it's going to set the tempo of my day on how many things I'm going to get accomplished. Yeah, no, that's what I like about it too. You could get, you know, you can kind of check your different, you know, you know, smells even in flower and you can kind of see how the, the, the prud structure is, or, you know, I've noticed, you know, two of them will be taller than the other two. So you kind of see which ones are going to stretch the most or whatever too. And yeah, man, they basically just grow straight up. I don't train them at all. I just let them go and they're probably, in between two and three foot by the time I'm done or done or whatever. Okay, that's pretty solid. I'm guilty of not knowing what the fuck you guys are even talking about. <laughs> we were talking about uh, sex and plants and taking clones and flipping them in the flower, the clones in the flower. And then he, you know, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's saying instead of just killing them there, he always wanted to run them full cycle to try to taste the flower at the end to try to see which one, get an idea which one is going to really be the, the shine out of the group, you know. Right on. I'm always, well, we've, we've, uh, we've talked before. I'm pretty good at early sexting myself. So I like the idea of sending, like, uh, like you were mentioning, uh, sending them off for testing just to save me some, you know, brief time because you can do it, what, when you first, uh, the first five nodes you get up there, you can send a piece of that leaf off for testing and uh, find out male or female at that point. Correct. Correct. 
So you're saving what about fucking four weeks before uh, you can actually tell by eye. So I can exactly definitely see that's a lot. That's a fucking good time span right there. I mean, you can already start a whole nother batch of something else. I know? believe I thought they were doing. Weren't they doing them with the the first Catalina leaves or whatever? The first little ones. I thought as soon as you could kind of pull those off, that's all they were doing. But I don't. Maybe I was wrong about that, but. I don't know if I'd try to go cutting something up that early just to uh, well, you, send a sample out. Let it grow past that, but then you could use those ones to, that's what they're affecting, but I don't know if that's wrong. Yeah, I guess Farmer Freeman positions it like within your first seven days of life, like pretty much from like counting day one is the first day you got a little sprout out of the bean, right? That's day one to all the way up to like day seven. So like a full week of a sprout you could essentially take a small tissue sample and then submit it for testing and then find out. So technically you could even do that, but I do agree with you, Eagle, where I, I mean, I don't know, man, I want to get at least a decent sized leaf, but keep in mind, this is something new. I don't know much about it. My buddy Smokey told me about it and I wanted to share it with you guys because I, I thought it was Smokey. pretty cool. Yeah. And he, he's a little bean popping fiend and I hope he doesn't take nothing the wrong way. He's just always got good flavors, man. I'm jealous of that guy. He's not afraid no, to pop a bean. Me neither. And that's why I fucking, you know, I'm a fan of what you're saying about the early testing there. Uh, I'm a pretty good judge, like I said, uh, right off of doing it naturally. Uh, I can, as soon as it, you can tell, I can tell. You know what I'm saying? I can do it right. by eye pretty fucking accurately. But if I can shave weeks off that, I'm definitely interested. Because when I pop some seeds... As soon as I can pick out them fucking males, I'm completely guilty of fucking going, okay, I just pulled down four males, boom, 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 boom. Here's four new seeds of something else. I just made room for a whole new genetic right there. So if I can do that four weeks sooner, yeah, I'm good. I'd do it. I think so. <laughs> how, bad, how bad was the price? How much, you know, I ain't but like a hundred bucks, is it? Well, I mean, like, it's the, it's a better deal if you get, like, a package of them. So I caught, like, a, was it a 420 sale? And I had just popped those beans, I want to say, like, like two weeks before I caught the sale. So I um, I bought the 50-pack, the and they were $10 each. But the thing about it is you don't have to submit all 50 in one shot. It's just, like, it's prepaid. So, like, say you pop 20 beans and you want to just submit those 20 samples, you could do that and then hold on to the other 30. And, you know, when you pop some more beans and you send them and it's like, it's already taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. You just, when you got the time to pop some beans, get some, some tissue samples, you submit them. It's that easy. Um, when he, when he positioned it to me like that, I was like, all right, all right, we got to give this shit a try. I dig that, man. It's worth it, I guess, you know. I, I, I'm not a seed. I guess I, I don't know if I'd call myself a bean-popping fool. I like that term, though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, like, my buddy, like, and I and I really mean that, no disrespect. He just, I don't know, I've seen that guy run, like, and he harvested at different times, too. Like, he doesn't just harvest all at one shot. He knows what he's doing. He just, he'll, like, harvest these two on these days. They harvest these on that day. And I guess he's got a drying area and everything, but all I know is he's always pulling out fire. And 
How's that disrespect, I, man? He's the guy you're always going to be looking to for the killer Fino. I mean, yeah, like, no lie. Like, this is what I mean. Like, he kind of does a lot of work, man. And then I come in and go, hey, can I get a cut of that? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, to that point, I can... a, I've got a funny bone about that shit right there, Sergeant Pepper. I don't, you know, I I don't mind doing the work, but it's the guys that fucking that uh, want to buy that or bitch. Excuse me, I don't mind. I love. All right, let me be. Let me back myself right up. You're good. I don't mind necessarily passing a clone to a friend after after some time, but I've got to have that grace period of uh, you know playing with it myself for a minute. But as far as like uh, selling some clones or I don't, you know, because I sold seeds for so long and most conversations I got were like, okay, well, tell me about this train. Tell you, you got found seeds. You don't got found seeds. And a lot of the conversations always end with, uh, do you got cuts? No, God damn it. I fucking sell seeds. <laughs> and you know what I mean? <laughs> And, you know, and there's something to be said about them cuts, you know, uh, the pheno selection there. You know, you get them people that bitch about a $25 clone when they don't realize the work that's went into narrowing that one down to that pheno, that good pheno there. It takes some good time. Not to mention, you know, what can you do with that $25, $35 clone or whatever you're paying for, which is fucking dirt cheap in my book. You can turn around and have a hundred different plants off of that one that, like you said, work's already been done. And, uh, you know, it's ready to make money at that point. You know, nobody should you know, ever complain about the price of a clone unless, you know, it's something exclusive and they're trying to get you for thousands, which I've seen that done. You're cool if you, you pay a thousand dollars for a cut, but that's I don't know, yeah, it's a whole nother rain, I guess. Yeah, I People guess that's have on done that it. next level. That's on that yeah. next level for sure. Um, it wasn't to say it was Canna's actually waiting for you to let him in. Yeah, I could see where it'd be a value in that though. If there's, I mean, there's certain elite cuts that I mean, you're not going to spend a thousand dollars on seeds if and wind up with something like that you know those are the one and that's why they're an elite you know they're just the one in the millions that, that come across like the mac is a miracle you know what i mean like so that's where that's where some of those i can see where that value is on a production scale because you could fill a room with that and sell it out real quick you know what i mean i do want to say one thing though like if you think about it 25 dollars for a cut it is actually terribly cheap in my opinion. If anybody who bitches about $25 to $30 to buy a clean cut, that person should get slapped in my opinion because someone went and sat there and spent their time to pop a whole pack of beans, hunt through them, find a female. Then not only that, find a good looking female that's got density, quality, smell. And then they ran that genetic for two to three cycles to make sure they dialed it in so that it was a good pheno and a hunt, and you're going to bitch about $25, $30? <laughs> That's like six to nine months of fucking work, and you're going to bitch about $25, $30. And that's why I don't sell them. I leave that to the people that do that, that work and sell them. So uh, I'll give them away. If so, you know what I mean? If it's a friend wants it or something, I'm not hoarding anything, but I don't right. 
that reason because it's like I don't want to hear about it later. Like if you wanted it, don't tell me nothing about it later. All right, guys, bear with me. Just because Chris Mertz, Chris Mertz asked to see somebody's grow room or somebody's grow stuff, which he kind of brought up an excellent idea that I think I'm gonna fucking toy with. Uh, he asked if he could see somebody's garden, and uh, he didn't necessarily say mine or anybody else's. But uh, I thought, man, oh, well, mine's kind of tore up. <laughs> I've got a couple of tents I just restocked, but uh, if I were to go on a tour of my grow room right now, I'd be like, oh, no, I got shit. I'm in the middle of cleaning days and weeks of fucking uh, neglect. But uh, what the idea he gave me, though, is like uh, sometimes when uh, like in between people uh, showing up, I'm going to show my garden here in a second, or what I just restocked. Uh, but what a great way to fill some time it would be to like bring somebody else's like in chat their Instagram up and uh, like I did with uh, TC there went down their Instagram and uh, showed their flowers like highlight somebody in chat and uh, we could all talk about uh, whoever's in chat their their garden or whatever I thought that'd be kind of neat when I fuck that around is cool. and, like highlight highlight people in chat's gardens on Instagram I thought that would be a real good idea. I'm gonna try to uh, fuck around and uh, show my what I just stocked if I fucking could get this at work on the airplane. <laughs> you guys feel free to talk while I'm fucking around. Man. No, but I wanted to share that earlier. But anyways, about farmer Freeman, I'll stop talking about it. I just thought, like, how cool is that, man? Like, now someone who doesn't have a lot of space. Can actually like say you don't have to pop 23 beans say like if you had just like a four by four tent but like you wanted to find some fire to get something through and you got a run going through and say you sent them just like you know a 10 pack of seeds 10 samples and then you find out you only got three females well the fact that you got three females and you could possibly up pot them to like bigger pots or put them in that four by four next and have them ready to go how cool would that be? You could literally go from like a harvest directly to like, all right, cool. We got a whole new flavor. We're going to run it and see how it goes because you got in another tent. You're already ready to go. Genetics on lock. Um, I guess like a preservation chamber is I guess what you'd want to call that. Yeah, it probably would be like, I don't know, mother room. I don't know. <laughs> Mom room, preservation chamber. I don't know. I feel like there's so many fancy ways in it, but like I have just like honestly for my mom's like a little two by four tent and it works. Yeah, I just run perpetual, so I'm cloning from a clone, so to speak. Oh shit, Eagle's getting tricky. Oh, dude, he's all sharing his screen and everything. See, I couldn't figure that out the other day, but I, I don't know much about Zoom, man. Yeah, I'm no I'm no technical guru by any means. So. Girls waking up. What are you running right now in your garden, Smiley? Okay, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. yes, Here sir. All right. 
Uh, I've got a few different things in there. That's uh, right now. That's let me try, shut this camera off, and I'll go over there. <laughs> These are the That's the wise camera right there, actually. Can you still hear me? Yep. All right. We have a beautiful loser in here. Uh, buttercream haze. Just drop the fucking camera. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Some of bitch. <laughs> I'll totally unplugged it and everything. That sucks, man. That's funny, you were talking about that earlier, how you bump it or something, and you have to go back in and readjust it. Then you go do it. Right on. What's up, I'll Ken? just switch tents. That's what we'll do. Uh, yeah, I just restocked them, and I'm still fucking around with Justin. That. I'm going to remount that camera. Let's see. This is a fucking letdown. What's going on in here? This fucking, uh, that's the HPS frog that the fucking is finished, you know. I could have easily, easily did what you see right there in one fucking plant. There's fucking three of them sitting right there. That's That, that was a disappointing run right there. I'll be tearing that down later tonight. Oh, I was about to tell you that looks good, man. That's sad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, but that's sad. And uh, let's see here. Let's see if we can get into this other tent here. It's this so funny. Was... As you become a better grower, you become so much harder on yourself. Like, if you think about, like, what your worst run is now versus, like, what your worst run was when you first started, it's, like, night and fucking day. And, of course, now this one won't connect. I think, I think it's a matter, too, of, like, seeing – you know, like you see that perfect run go through and then it's like you kind of almost have that aha moment of like, oh, you see how healthy they have to be all the way through. And then after experiencing that, you kind of like can identify it earlier too. You can see when it's off. You can give it a beep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody needs to kind of have that aha moment, you know, kind of, oh, shit, I could, this can be done, you know, like, all right what was the perfect conditions that or what were the conditions that created this perfect kind of like setup that I just had here. So I want to emulate and replicate that for the next run as much as possible. And what can I build into my room to make that a redundant type of uh, situation that continues to happen? 100% because consistency is key, plain and simple. Yeah, and up until then, it's just kind of figuring out that area, that space of the grow, the environment, and all those things, tweaking it. And uh, yeah, after a little while, all of a sudden you got something that's really fire, and it's working really well for you. This thing would actually ever fire up. You could see those girls were pretty fucking beat up today when I threw them in there. <laughs> I'm not pretty when I go look at freshly just snapped over branches in there because they're too tall. I was thinking, are you were you mad that day or something? <laughs> That's the way. I them plants are so fucking resilient. 
you guys, when you talk about not wanting to stress them at certain points, I fucking go. I don't. I don't give two fucks if it's in the way. I'll bend. It. <laughs> if I don't like it, I will break it. Fucking, it will recover. No, like you say, they're so resilient. I have no doubt they'll pop back. But it's just, it is look like a murder scene when you first do it. Sometimes it they do. It does. You look all see, like I'll never forget the first time um, when a, boy, a buddy of mine that uh, got me into growing came over to my spot in my five by nine tent, and I had like ten girls running in there. I had ten King Louis. It was the first time he showed me a leaf strip. And he bent the arms and he was teaching me how to train him when you're in veg. And I remember when he was done, I wanted to fucking punch him in the face because I was so mad. I was like, bro, you raped my plants. My plants look like they've been raped. And he goes, they'll be fine. And then literally the next day, they were perking back up. Three days later, they looked better than ever. And that's when I realized, oh, so this is what's got to be done. Yeah, I mean, they can bounce. They bounce back, man, on a healthy plant. They, it's unreal what they do bounce back from. Like, leaf strip-wise, everything. Like, you'll come back five days later, and it's like you can't even fucking tell you leaf stripped them. It's crazy. Oh, that's what it is. Using too much bandwidth. That's why they won't. I'm just talking to myself, guys, just because my mic's on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You're good. You're all good, bro. Uh, yeah, Sergeant, you asked what I was growing. My uh, my top two cuts that are my favorite is uh, are both from Sin City Seeds, and uh, one is Rascal Berries, and the other one is called Blue Line Pie. And, uh, I do have a uh, GG4 cut that's real popular with my patients, and then um, a Ghost OG cut that I got from somebody else. So I, I did bring in some genetics. Uh, there's one I'm working on now that's kind of an heirloom from Michigan. So it was uh, outdoor, I don't know, it was bred outdoor, and it was a nine pound hammer crossed with um, green crack. And it's. Uh, Ooh. And it, it, dude, it comes out like really hardcore mango, really hardcore mango smell. So it's, uh, it's showing some promise. She's a little bit of a bitch, though. It's, I don't know. Finicky. It's one of the tougher one, toughest ones I've grown. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than she just is never fucking happy. I don't know what her problem. Finicky. Yeah, that's what I call a finicky bitch. Um, I, uh, so guys, I'll tell you. Sorry, going ahead. Warlock had a question here. I just wanted you guys to answer. Uh, I I think the answer is you'll be just fine. But Warlock wants to know. Quick question for the folks. I've never taken a clone and put it into flower the same day. Is it safe to do so without stressing the plant? I believe you're going to be okay. But room for subject for these guys to talk about and to answer the chat question, please. anybody i would anybody? say it's not ideal but it's not gonna be a huge problem i don't think it that first you got that you gotta remember the plant's gonna stretch so i mean their first part of flower is a lot of vegetative growth yeah it's not ideal in my opinion i like doing it before then but 
it's not going to be right. But uh, no, I wouldn't stress about it. I mean, it's like you say, is it the best time to do it? No. Is it going to be detrimental? No. No. <laughs> no. The more you, the more you grow, the more you'll you'll come to realize that sometimes, you know, you get a little all stressed out about something, and you know what? It's as complicated as you want to make it. To be really honest with you. And not everybody wants to believe that, but I truly believe that there is some over gardening out there where sometimes you just, you just gotta let the plant do its thing, man. And if you're gonna go in there and flip it, I don't think you're gonna stress it out. Like, is it ideal? Like you guys said, no, it's not ideal, you know, but sometimes we do things that aren't ideal. Why? Because you gotta work within your parameters. But I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I'm always constantly trying something new, but for the longest time, I remember uh, being real like uh, weenie to like, like, I guess like, I remember I would take my cuts and immediately when I cut it, did the angle, dipped it in gel. And there are times where I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take my cuts, but I can't actually put them in cubes and dial everything in until tomorrow. So I'm gonna leave them in cups of water. The first time I did that, I was shitting a brick. And then it worked and I got my cuts and no one told me that it was something I just had to try. I actually do that every time, Sergeant Pepper. That's what I, I actually, it's aloe water, but it's a little bit of the powdered aloe mixed in the water. And then uh, I'll leave them soaking that for 24 hours. So. Yeah, but like, I guess for me before I was just afraid because I was taught like you take the cut you get the exact, you get a scalpel, you cut it, and then you dip it in the gel, and then you put it in the plug, and you let it do its thing. Well, I was like, man, I'm really exhausted. I really don't have time to prep all my rock hole cubes, but I need to get these things cut. So I'm just going to cut them and get rid of the bottoms. And everything worked out. But I feel like sometimes you got to do things like that. It's not ideal, but sometimes you got to do things that are not ideal. I don't know if that answers that. I think it did. did. Fuck Cannon Troopers being off goddamn quiet over there. This is so. Yeah, I am pretty pretty lit over here. Um, I I was about to hop on, and then like my uh, my lady friend called, and she's like, "Oh, call me, talk to me," and I was even quiet with her too. So <laughs> we've been smoking all fucking day, though. That's why. Today it was definitely a, yeah. No, I got you. No, today it was just like a long day. Um, I slept in. I was trying to catch up on some sleep, but you know I'm still a little tired and shit. So it's whatever. I am pretty lit though. <laughs> the way it's supposed to be, man. It's like late. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I, I uh, wish you guys could thing. smoke on some of this hog that uh, Sergeant Pepper uh, flowered out. This stuff uh, has got some uh, citrusy kind of grapefruit to it, and uh, it's really, really tasty. And anytime you just grind it up and you pour it out on a tray, I mean, you, you almost need like a fucking sifting brush to brush up all the fucking trichromes that just fall everywhere. So, I mean, it's I'd want to see this shit get washed here pretty soon, to be honest. I'm excited to, to scoop up the keep here 
and load it in some rosin bags and just fucking press some shit out. Like, I want to wash it and dry it and all that. But, like, there's so much fucking teeth in this trim tray. I just want to let it build up so I could just scoop it and throw it right in a bag. Um, that's what I'm excited about. This hog, I always forget this fucker has good trikes on it. It's just a pretty looking bud, you know? I bet you that'd be really tasty, too, with that grapefruit kind of flavor he's describing. Exactly. Here. I'm going to have him lift up his uh, tray. And look at that. Fuck yeah, it's, man. I just that's what I'm talking that about. I got, a, I got a little half jar with some stuff I just picked out of the tin bin, too. I was, I was debating on what to do with it the other night. Guys were giving me ideas. Make a temple ball or do some... Uh, um, nobody really recommended pressing it. They also do other shit with it. I mean, everybody always says, like, the edibles and stuff. I'm just, I'm a solventless guy. Like, don't get me wrong. If I was going to dab on some solvents, it's going to be fucking Fibrolis, that's for sure. But um, I like the solventless. Pedro got me on that. And the fact that I don't have a freeze dryer yet, I'm experimenting ways of still getting, like, quality and not getting oxidization and um, like somebody, some, I forget who I saw, but I saw a resource on IG, like, um, grab their bud and throw it in the freezer and it was all trim. And then later what they did was they just put it on their trim tray when it was frozen and just kept tapping it, tapping it, tapping it, like sifting it out. And then they scooped it and they grabbed like a credit card that looked like, like they were just scooping up big old yellow, like pollen racks and like yayo or something. And then they just packed it up in their rosin bag and I saw it and I was like, yeah, we're going to do that. And it came out so clean. <laughs> yeah, they do look sweet, man. Those like snot runs that come down. That's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Shit. All right. We're going to go around the camera. We'll show you the two freshly stocked, two of four restocked LED times freshly today. Again, keep in mind, these bitches are all beat up, so you ready? Let's do it. All right. This is the, uh, that's the low pro tank right here. That's the ones we were just looking at. And uh, here's the low pro max, the 660. This is my camera bar that fell. <laughs> Usually sitting up there on magnetic. These are the beautiful loser. And uh, what else did we have back there? Uh, oh, that's an insane. That's it. That's an insane that was like five feet tall that I fucking bent over. <laughs> if you, you can actually see it where I bent that bitch right down to the dirt. And I did it in several spots. Look, I just fucking heart shaped that bitch. I'll talk about beating her up. I bent that thing, all, all those branches right down to the cocoa. And uh, so they're recovering for like a day, maybe four or five days before I flip them again. So that will have to be worked. And then this one was just kind of stocked. I'm going to replant these uh, three gallons up into 10 the next few days, probably tomorrow. Uh, it's under the HLG 550. Some girls yep. will run. 
That's Pine Valleys and some uh, beautiful losers. This was a test light I got from somebody way back when uh, MJ12. It wasn't, uh, it's all right, but uh, the guy tried to screw a bunch of people over. So I don't ever advertise that light. And of course, the little Mars T1000 quick veg girls right there <laughs> waiting to go transplanting up into their pots and uh, get put into their place. But yeah, that's two of the four LED tents right there. So, yeah, there you go. Take them apart. These things are beat up. Look, I ain't even kidding. I, be, I bent that thing over today. Look at that. That's probably about what, 18 inches? Bam. Just folded that bitch over. This, this thing was all tall, too. I just came in here. Look how tall that is. Bent that fucker over today. All these. This will heal up in a few days. All this stuff. All, I've, I've been all this stuff today. Just went in there, fucking as I threw them in. You're too tall. You're too tall. Oh, yeah, you guys, a lot of, that, you guys okay. don't beat your girls up like that? I do in emergency cases, but I try to prune them and, and train them to get them the shape. I like the top and do lollipop. So, and then uh, train them from there, just continuously like lollipop them, make sure that they're under shucks completely. And they got to at least have like four to like nine cola uh, top, uh, what is it, cola sites being able to like go up tops pretty much. Eagle, they, said they, they couldn't see the camera on, on YouTube when you were doing your tour, is what they were saying. I don't know. We'll see what they say here, but I was supposed to tell you that, I guess. But yeah, I'm kind of doing that same concept, Ken. I'm just trying to. Yeah, I, I just got a knock on the door telling me the same thing. Lexi's like, you know, they can't see nothing on the TV there. It's just black. <laughs> so you guys couldn't see nothing the whole time? Or is it just still screen sharing? Fucking nothing. I mean, we could see it on the Zoom call, but. I don't know about YouTube. I'm not watching YouTube. I didn't see it on YouTube. I wasn't paying attention either. I was kind of looking on here. We saw it on Zoom, yeah. Rats. 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 It's one of the bitches about being alive, I guess. <laughs> playing on, playing sure. on live on TV. But back to that training thing, like Canna was saying, like I'll I'll try to yeah. get as many. You want as many tops coming up through the scrog, in my opinion, and that's where, like, you can stack them number wide, number of plants, like sea of green, or if you're running lower number of plants, then you have to really focus on training that plant to fill that scrog. If you're, if that's your goal, you know what I'm saying? Like, eagle obviously grows a little different. You know? But that's what I'm well, trying true. to do is fill that. So I'm trying to, you know what I mean? But it's hard, man. It's, it's like <clears throat> constant, dude. It's, it's, it's definitely not easy. Even I think even topping them to try to really get them to bush out. You don't, Sometimes you can really stay after them to try to keep them, you know, in a shorter stance before flip, you know? 
Well, and you know, all fairness, that HPS drug, I actually threw that fucker on there. We talk, you see how I just bent them other girls up and beat them up. I actually threw that fucking scrog on them fucking pants because they were too tall. I actually just fucking bent them over just kind of like you see those. I threw that fucking scrog net on there and just coached them through that first week of flower and let them do what they had to do. But normally I would work them through that scrog net and make sure it was 100% full before I flipped. But again, you know, I'm still not, I think I can do better numbers with for a quad versus you know that scrog net in the same numbers if i put four plants under there in that scrog versus four plants that i would normally run you know standing up my numbers are almost every time are bigger so far i've seen them be pretty neck and neck so i wouldn't say one's better than the other my opinion i run the Again. scrog because it's my style and that's what i've done but yeah I buddies you just that. nailed it in my opinion my situation. I'm not dogging one or the other, yep. but just in my situation, my growth style, I've always been better off standing up myself. Yeah. Let them bitches grow. Oh, uh, yeah, let them grow. <clears throat> uh, there was a question in chat about uh, the more you top, do you find the buds get smaller? Um, I think still that's kind of certain genetics maybe but i don't i don't know i guess well, I mean, it, it all depends on what size pot you have and how many tops you have in my opinion you know if you had like you know a, a two gallon or even a one gallon pot and you know you put 14 15 colas on it what do you think was going to happen you know where if you have 14 15 colas on a seven gallon pot well, yeah, you're going to have some big old fucking elephant trunk donkey dicks. But, you know, it, it also depends on your veg and how long you're going to do it. So it, it all depends, in my opinion, because I've had plants that were super tall and had huge big old dicks, but they didn't have that many arms. And then I had tons of arms, but they were a bunch of small buds because I had too many arms. Um, but that was because I just kept topping and topping. So it all depends on what size pot I feel like light, environment, and how many plants are you actually running under that light? So I'm just going to say kind of what you said, Sergeant Pepper, but the way I heard it from the old guy that was kind of teaching me, but it's leaves build roots and roots build fruits. So like the idea of lollipopping or, or those, um, any pruning techniques to a certain extent, obviously, but, you know, within a range, you're, you're really just kind of moving that weight from the it's in the roots anyway where the fruit you know the real weight is and you're just going to move that up to an a quality bud versus a c or a d it's kind of the way i understand the goal there too yeah i mean that I makes sense i believe that it helps push the uh, uh everything up towards the tops and it melts them like work on their phenotypic expression, work on the weight, work on the density, work on the trichrome production of those specific colas that you're pushing all the growth to. So that's part of my methodology because, um, and, but also making more tops so that that's more of an option in more areas as well and keeping it really tightly undershucked. That way you can, you can push it to its maximum ability and also up the quality. 
as well, or maximum yield and also of the quality of that yield. And I, and I do think it's important, like for me, like pruning wise to look at what our secondary branching mean and like, you know, the initial ones that are coming off the main stem, are they tertiary or, you know, fourth generation, whatever you want to call it. But you know what I'm saying? The closer I think you can get your main goal is coming up off from that stem, I think the stronger and the tighter it buds, the better cola overall you're going to get at the end off that one stop. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, there's there's a couple of examples I'd show, but I'm plugged in right now, so I got to charge. Uh, but the, the one of the things that like I, I've noticed in some plants is that it'll uh, God, it'll set itself up and look like a menorah almost. And you'll just have like all these branches coming out and you'll have level out tops. And, you know, it, it kind of looks like a menorah, but what I want to do is be able to have that more kind of like everywhere, like two different like cross sections and like have a big circle of tops right there. That way, when it grows into the trellis, you can also like keep it localized right above that plant and you can keep track of, in data collection like as it goes to the trellis and everything comes to jungle you can more or less see like which branches belong to which plants a lot better that way too if they go straight up and they're more in a circle around that main stalk i don't know i just to me it, the only benefit i really see in this drug and i i don't know I'd have to see numbers by numbers from strain to strain from everybody, <clears throat> you know, to see, to really convince me. <clears throat> I understand 100% the science of what you guys are saying, but, you know, uh, it's a numbers game for me, you know. I don't want to fucking throw 12 plants under a fucking straw and just to make it look pretty and give me a bunch of bad tops. When I can do, you know, my stand-up plants, I'm usually... I shouldn't do shay shit like this on air, but I'm averaging, you know, six to nine ounces per plant and on a stand up. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing on, you know, a little plant, you know, a scrog plant, but that's what I'm getting off my larger plants. The only option that I, the only benefit I see to a scrog is to maybe to, uh, in my opinion, to slim my numbers down a little bit further to utilize them, you know, if instead of four under that quad now, now I, I think in my head, I'm going to take one big fucker in a 10 gallon, scrog the shit out of it and make one big plant versus uh, the sea of green. <clears throat> I'd rather do one big plant in a scrog versus, uh, you know, trying to do a sea of green and waste all my numbers. We're in Michigan here. We have a, a plant count. You know, I don't want to waste all my plant count in a fucking four by four area in a scrog. I just, I, you're not selling me there, you know. I would rather see four big plants in that area or one plant and a little bit extra time vegged out in that scrog, utilizing it 100% and, you know, spread my plant count out that way. But again, just, you know, my thought, my, my methodology, my thinking on this. That actually makes sense because if you think about it, like the one plant, sure, but even the four, if you've already got that genetic dialed and you're running four, because I mean, I've, I've remember when I first started growing the 600 watt HPS, I would run nine plants under it and I would get a bunch of small tops. And one time I yielded this a little bit more weight 
on one plant, I pulled out 13 and a half ounces versus, you know, the, the nine that I was running, I pulled out of it like 15 ounces. So technically, yes, I yielded more with the other ones, but all the buds on that one were quality. And I had plenty of light penetration down because I scrogged the shit out of it and I fanned it out. So I understand your concept behind that, Eagle. I mean, to run 12 under a four by four with a plant count, yeah, that totally makes sense. But it, if you have a plant count, I guess four, max, max six, I would run with the plant count if you're trying to like have multiple flavors. Or it all depends. I also think like on the genetics itself, you know, like when I run that, um, that Caesar that I like to run, that one right there, I could literally run nine plants under a four by four with two gallon pots and on a thousand watt HPS. Now that is, I've run it like shit, this next run is going to be, I think my sixth clip. I mean, I don't want to brag and then like fuck it up, but usually I pull two off of one thousand on an average. And last time I was, I was very fortunate and I pulled a, a little bit over that it was like 2.3 teeter to almost 2.4 for each but i don't want to sound like one of those guys that like has like a tape measure with their penis and like how much do you get for light because at the end of the day um what i really think that really matters is how much you getting per square foot per year well <clears throat> that's the truth of it pretty good there i'm pulling down well 16 a month you know i'm not uh i don't have a spaced out harvest i have a virtual harvest of every month so i think that's pretty pretty good <laughs> not throwing out any numbers but i think i do good but my my mentality would be completely different if we were in a state where uh, we could utilize this square footage you know if it were a square footage thing and i could do a sea of green and like that i would definitely go that route you know what I mean? I can I can see the benefits, but I'm so used to having worrying about a plant count and trying to utilize my right. space and my number of plants is the reason why I do what I do. I guess. I would say it is you, to a certain extent. It is always a square footage thing, though. You know what I mean? You're always putting a light at a, and it's going to shine at a certain square footage. So not really. Now I can put them 12 plants in a fucking four by four, or I can space those 12 plants over, you know, a four by 24 foot by four foot. <laughs> Can't have yeah. you know what I mean? So you just, it's just a matter of how big of plants you want, the technique you're going to do it. Yeah, count, number, count, all that. Yeah, I'm just saying if the, there was an account, you know what I mean? If we were just square footage and you could put, you know, whatever you wanted per tent it, it changes things a lot yeah yeah and then like you know like search that's those are great numbers man and realistic numbers and uh i i'm still searching for right phenos but like probably 1.7 is the best i've ever done so you know i mean and that's not an average that's the best ever so that's pretty good man Thanks, man. And, and like I said, when I made that comment, it wasn't to be like the typical guy that like wants to pull out there. Because I feel like as much as like we all love each other in this, in this community, everybody wants to have a, a little bit of bragging rights, right? That's why we bring samples to our friends. That's why we talk, have these conversations. Like 
we do like to brag a little bit to an extent. So anybody that tells you they doesn't, it's full of shit, Listen, in my opinion. When I threw out numbers there, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to fucking oh, no, no, uh, no. know for comparison here. I'm, you know, you guys have got do the run the scrog. So I was just curious on, you know, what kind of numbers you guys get out of the scrogs versus what I'm getting with the standups. That's it wasn't like a no, weird thing to no, no. I hope you don't take it that way, Eagle. It wasn't. <laughs> no. It wasn't no, no, no. Towards I, you. I just wanted because I could see how it came off that way. I can honestly see that it wasn't meant like well, that. No, the, it was just, uh, there was a, more I would argument to you guys talked me into this frog type thing. You know, if there was if if the, my numbers didn't match up to what your numbers matched up, you should be like fucking hey, you're doing it wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> that's ego. what I expect from you guys. You know? Ego. Like, that's how I was ego. That's not him. good. You know. <laughs> The buddy right. him like you do, and he crushes my numbers. So that's what I was gonna say. I can't say it's better than the other. You know, what I mean? that's their style, and that's they they do great with it. You know. So. And, and also the other thing too is like, what genetics are you working with? You know. And when I made that example, or I made that statement earlier, I said, you know, I've already run the Caesar, like you know, I'm about to run at my sixth run, and like, because I already got it dialed to the room. You know, like. That, that's my point is every time I've run it, I've hit more weight. And like, I don't know, that that's why you see people always have like one strain that like no matter what, it's in their lineup because I mean, it just produces, right? So I, I guess when I was saying that statement was there was this uh, post that I saw on IG, like I want to say like a month ago. And it's from this gentleman by the name of C-Town Gabriel. Uh, he does a lot of business with Exotic Mike. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the gentleman, but he's he's definitely, um, I can I see a commercial grower, but he has rooms that are anywhere from 90 lights to 140 light double end HPS rooms. So he's all about about square footage and putting out weight, but he made this wonderful statement that I thought was just like, you know, when you hear somebody say something brilliant, you're like, fuck, I wish I thought of that was when I worked at the hydro store, I swear, and I'm, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus when I say this, but I'm just being real. When I worked at a hydro store, and this is where this all comes from, there was guys that would come in, and you just knew they were full of fucking shit. Like, when they told you what they pulled off for life. And the, the main reason you know they're full of shit is when they volunteer the information, and they just they keep talking about it over and over, and then they bring you a sample and it, it looked like, you know, like you just picked off cotton off the fields because it was so airy. And, and I'm not trying to belittle anybody, but that's what I mean by that statement of, you know, the tape measure of, oh, I got this much per light. C-Town Gabriel said that basically in his own words. And he also said, you know, everybody cries the blues that's saying, oh, I'm pulling three or four pounds of light on my double end HPS. And no, they're full of shit. But then later they're saying they have no money and they have these huge root facilities. And he's saying what really you should be bragging is how many turns are you getting per run per year? Are you squeezing out three runs? Are you squeezing out four? Are you doing out four and a half? Because really you shouldn't sit there and get the tape measure and measure out like, oh, I got this on this four by four. Sure, if you're getting data numbers and you're trying to build up there, absolutely. Get your numbers. I mean, I'm taking my numbers I just feel like when I heard him say that, I was like, that's a real businessman. 
that's somebody that has no ego, doesn't care about like, oh, this is what I put out on this. Like he truly does it because he has a team and everybody in that team is part of that producing numbers. So, and he pulls out four and a half runs a year. I think the guy is a fucking genius. I do think there are people that get those. I know there's people that get free light, you know, so I can't, I gotta just come out and say that. And I will say it's one of, to me, it's one of those things like, uh, like you can go watch, uh, you know, a great batter in baseball, for example, whatever name you want to throw in there, but Babe Ruth. So somebody's going to, you know what I mean? you or I aren't going to go step up to the plate and hit it like, like he was, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, there are people that are stand out like that, but I don't think necessarily that that's like, that's to me, that's like hitting the bullseye. You know what I mean? Like that's not every, every time for every person that grows in that style is going to be able to do all the little nuances it takes to make that happen. You know? Oh, no, for sure. And I, I don't think that everybody's going to grow like that. I just really like what he said right there was, and, and I know there are people that hit three alike. I totally know there are, by the way. And I didn't take that the wrong way, Smiley. I guess for me, like, it was more like, this is what I was looking at was the ultimate numbers. Because some people will try to come out and, and brag that, that they hit all this weight. But then the next week you talk to them and they say like, Oh, I'm broke. I got no money right now. Like, yeah, this, that. And look, hey, I know the struggles of a maintenance of a room. Like, you know, a bulb goes out and blasts out on you. All of a sudden, you got to buy one. Your fan takes the shit. You got to get it. So, like, I totally get all that. But I guess what I really liked was he wasn't worried about how much weight are you getting per light. It was more like, okay, cool. You got three pounds per light. How many weeks did it take you to veg that? It took you seven to eight weeks, really? Because I pulled out two something of light, but I vegged in 28 to 30 days. So what he was saying was, you're cranking out more turns per run. So really, what are you getting for square footage per year is what he meant by that statement. And that's where I, I kind of adapted that little statement of how much you're getting for square footage per year. Because like, if you look at it from like, I guess like... Um, a large cultivation perspective where you're just, you're trying to get quality, but at the same time, like you're trying to produce some numbers. That's a better realistic way to do it. In my opinion, like even if you're a small guy and you're like in a three by three tent, like where I fucking started, the fact that you can pull out four fucking runs and just keep them going. In my opinion, I respect that more because you always got constant flavors versus like you got an extra 0.4 on that light, you know, where really like, you know, you still pull out a solid like, you know, one, two or whatever, but you got an extra turn in. So when you do the math at the end of the year, you're actually the victor in your numbers and data. Uh, I guess to me, I respect that more, whether you got a hundred light room or you got one, three, 15, man. <laughs> no i like, like the metric too man because it incorporates like flowering time because there's such a variation these days it incorporates you know like what lighting it doesn't even matter it's all going to break down the same because it's square footage per time you know what i mean i like that metric it's cool it would be a even way to you know what i mean across the board whether you're led or hps it's still square footage weight and time 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I just feel like it's just a little bit more even playing field. Like, sure, you can pull so much off of a thousand watt. Like, look, I'm not gonna lie, on my thousand watt single in HPS, yes, I pull more than I do on my 550. But on my 550, my nugs are rock hard. They're frosty. And if I put more 550s in there, just like if I put more Thowies in there, I'm going to get more weight. So to me, I think what's the more even playing field is what am I getting for square footage? Um, I just, I don't know. I guess I'm over the ego. <laughs> well, it's got to be realistic, right? And the ego in itself is not realistic. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I know I say that the wrong way, but I just wanted to make sure I clarified it and didn't sound like, I don't know, disrespectful. Sometimes I guess I overthink things, but like, that's really what I'm about. Like, cause sometimes I want to try new flavors and I want to see what am I going to get? And then consistency as far as like, what am I going to get weight? Cause I smoke every day, man. And I, main reason I grow is I need to support my habit. Same here. I grow what I love. That's why I grow. You know what I mean? That's just why I've always grown. And it's why I've always, even before I grew, I bought and sold so I could find the best and, uh, and had some buddies that enjoyed it. And I knew enough people to make it happen. So we all use our tools, you know? Yeah. I I always like what Vader's uh, OG's videos start with, where it's like, you know, where he set out to find the best weed, and then it says, well, it turns out if you wanted something done right, you got to do it yourself. Do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I love when he says that intro. When he said that, I can't, I mean, this is going to sound super corny. Sorry, I'm just going to like give a little insight of myself. Like when I used to watch those videos all the time, every time he said that, I got this big shit grin on my face. Because when I moved to where I was, where I am right now, the first time I scored on a bag of bud, I literally, and I'm being from Southern California, fucking Mecca of marijuana, and I scored on some bud where I was in the South, I was like, oh no, we, no, we got, no, we got to find some, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. It took like, I, I hit up like four different people and it was all boof. And then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm coming out of retirement. We're fucking growing again. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, man. I remember back in the Prohibition days, you'd get a High Times magazine and sit there like it was a freaking porno mag, you know? Like, bud porn's for real, dude. Like, <laughs> And I had a, a high school buddy over that was saying that the other day. He's like, dude, you're, like, growing stuff that was in High Times. Like, we fucking dreamed about it, and now you get the opportunity to do it. And I'm like, amen, man. I'm blessed, for sure. Yeah, man, I... That's, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I remember those days. Like, when you got a High Times magazine, it was like, they gave it to you when you left the place in like a brown paper bag sleeve and shit. It was always like a little gas station, just like the porno mags. Yeah, they had it in the blacked out rack, just like the porno mags. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny shit, though. <laughs> But shout out to that, man. You know what I mean? Just like even having that publication available and like being able to see what was possible from it. You know, like at those times we were getting the freaking brown Mexi weed. 
picking seeds out and shit and drooling about this big, you know, like this picture behind me is one of the, you know what I mean? Like you'd see shit like that and just be like, oh my God, I'm moving to California. It's so funny because like, I know so many people that like want to so badly move to California and don't get me wrong. I miss it all the time, man. Like to be honest with you, um, I cook really good Mexican food, but some of the best Mexican food I've ever had is in Southern California. And um, I don't know, I miss little simple things like going to the taco truck and getting some fire ass fucking al pastor tacos or like some carnitas tacos and it's just shit tasted homemade. Um, there are taco trucks here, but I'm sorry, I gotta say it. If you get fucking ground beef on a flour tortilla and it's on a taco truck, that's not a real taco truck, bro. That's the gringo, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? I eat gringo tacos, but like when you're going up to the truck and like you see the guy like Jamaica and fucking Hortada, you're like, oh yeah, I'm about to get some fucking fire ass food. And then you see ground beef and you're like, nah, dog, this ain't a real truck, bro. <laughs> because I'm a big fan of Taco Bell. So I don't want you to think like I don't eat gringo Mexican. I like Tex-Mex. It's just like when you're set in this mindset where you're like, yeah, I'm going to get onions cilantro a marinated meat that's been marinated for over 24 hours slowly grilled and then a fucking tortilla that's got a light layer of oil that's been lightly uh, grilled on the top so it's crispy on the edges soft in the center and then you get a ground beef taco with sour cream it's not the same bro well i'm gonna one up you sarge because i don't eat taco bell so Yeah, I eat Taco Bell. I mean, I'm still a stoner, bro. I like the cinnamon twist. Little thingies or whatever they call it. Little cinnamon twist things. It's like they a lo- lot of poor man's churros. They locked everybody in with the fourth meal, man. They got all the stoners with like fourth meal. Holy shit. That's a thing? With the $5 box, too, bro. I mean, the $5 box, you get like this like supreme-ass chalupa. Like this like half-pound bean and cheese burrito. And like a regular taco with a drink and a dessert for five dollars, Taco Bell is destroying stoners' lives. <laughs> uh, that's funny shit. I do you like uh, what is it? Babacoya? Is that the one they do in the? Oh yeah, barbacoa. Barbacoa is like that shredded beef that's like marinated. It's fucking good, bro. That's I really- love shit like that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like cow's face or something, though. It's I was like, like, I don't even know that. It's good, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel just like you. I don't, don't tell me what the fuck it is. Just like, I'll, I'll try it out. And like, I remember the first time I had cabeza, I speak Spanish, right? So like the first time I heard it, I was like, all right, we're going to eat fucking, we're going to eat part of a head. All right, we're going to eat brains. Got it. And I just kept my eyes closed and I took a bite and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'd go on Bizarre Foods, but I'll finish this taco. I don't think I'll order another one, but I will finish this taco. Thank you. I probably weirded you out with the brains thing, huh? No, no. Probably really healthy. (laughs) People tried to get me with the Rocky Rocky Mountain Oysters, and that's like... uh, Deep fried uh, calves' testicles or whatever when they when they make them uh, when they steer them or whatever and they 
castrate them, they fry them up. And I was just like, who the fuck thinks of that shit? Like, I don't know. I don't know, bro. The thing, there's, though. There's a lot of bizarre food. I mean, I feel like we're kind of in this pandemic right now because it's bizarre food. Sorry not to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, man. Bizarre food. So what do you feed your plant that's bizarre? I mean, nothing really too crazy. The only thing that's bizarre, if you would have told me when I first started growing, I was going to be feeding plants salt, I would be like, what do you mean? I pour salt on a snail and it dies. You know, like, I would have never believed you, but now oh, after man. growing synthetic, I, I just can't believe it. Like, um, I think hydro, I really like how I grow. I, I've really never grown another way. So to me, this is the way to grow. I, I know there's other options in other ways. I've experimented with different forms of hydro, but like, you know, this is where I'm comfortable at. And like I told you one day, I would like to do a no-till room, but it would be exclusively for my head. Um, but if you would have told me, yeah, you feed them salts, I would have looked at you and be like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, like a dry powders weren't really around. So like, I don't know, now they're kind of the hot ticket, I guess, but. Yeah. Not in the cannabis world. It was everybody was pushing all their liquid line. And I know they were out in the ag world and all that, but it's just, it's surprising how long that took to kind of be like, oh, really? I could get that? Right? It's crazy. Like, I remember um, once uh, it was Canada Trooper, actually, was the person that was telling me about four flex nutrients for the first time. And um, he was like, hey, bro, you really got to try out the powders. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, bro. Like, that shit seems like a pain in the ass. Like, you got to sit there and, like, you got to stir it and you got to dissolve it. And he said, like, just try it. Like, you know, just get, like, a four-by-four's worth and just try it out. I'm telling you, I think you're going to be happy. Everybody I know that used it is pretty happy. And I'll tell you now, I'll fucking stir that shit all day, bro. For salt, like, nutrients, and it's not because, like, I'm a Floriflex whore. But, yes, I am. Because... Since I switched to four flex, I will say like for a salt based, powder based, whatever kind of nutrient hydro base you want to call it, as long as you keep your temps at the right level, it's super stable. When you clean your res, it's like the easiest res to clean. Your pumps aren't nearly as dirty as you're used to. Like all the shit you bitch about, like just goes out the fucking window. And the price point on it. It's like you can't beat it with a baseball bat. So like, yeah, that really changes the game. The price point on those is kind of crazy different. Yeah, they're just you can run a full cycle, man. Like, like full full cycle. I think I spend on like veg and bloom base for my entire room. Like every run, one hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, and it makes it hard to really for like a you know like I grow in a living soil, but it's kind of like you know that that cost per produced pound, so to speak, has really kind of that gap's really lowered when you can get a dry form of that fertilizer because it's that much of a price difference. It's crazy. It really is crazy. Like when I did these six-inch pot pros, the fact that I did three, first of all, I'm doing seventy-two. Uh, six-inch pop pros, and I did a total of three 1.75 liter Botanic Care Ready Grow aeration cocoa, and it did all the pots. 
with three bags. Back in the day when I was running three gallon pots, I would have had to fucking get like like double that in cocoa. Now, like I don't know, like just the products they have, man, it's it makes it where you can grow some fire ass bud on a cost effective level. And um at the end of the day, that's you can save a few buckets in your pocket, a few ducats in your pocket and also still enjoy what you're doing and you don't feel like you're cutting corners. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I do want to try no-till one day, man, just because, like, I don't know. Have you ever tried um, Pedro's Grow Rooms Rosin, man? I haven't tried it. I've seen him. I've seen him do some of his shows. I, I haven't been a big follower though. Well, I, I've been fortunate enough to, to sample his product in the past, and I'll say like, like you know, I'm I'm a super salt salt life guy here, man. And I will say, he, I respect that guy. My hat off to him. When you try the fucking terps that come off of his 100% organic, no-till grown fucking bud that's turned into rosin cold cured properly you just you're not going to find anything better man and like that's coming from a salt grower like i i would drink that fucking kool-aid in a heartbeat yeah and that's <laughs> that's actually i mean that is what happened to me too man there's still a dude to this day a buddy of mine's a caregiver actually so i don't even get to talk to the his the guy that's actually growing the plant but He's the, he's the one buddy that'll always show up, dude, and it's like the most fire weed in the room every time, and it's from his buddy that does it, and it's all totally organic, like a living soil, and that's kind of what drove me down that that rabbit hole, so to speak, was just because I I don't know, it's one of those things. Like I just like I say, I grow because I want to smoke the best, you know, and like somebody showing up right. to something better like that on a consistent basis, and you're just you got to know what they're doing, you know? So. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I still do want to try no-till one time. I think, though, I might uh, I might listen to Eagle and maybe pull out my old 4x4 Gorilla and just say, fuck it, and just try it in a 4x4 Gorilla. I got another spot uh, at the spot uh, here, but I don't know if the, the missus will let me veer out of here. I think she, at this point, she's like, you have your space, you're good. Well, if you can work <laughs> it, man, let me know. That's what I've been doing the last, like, year, so. Oh, I'll definitely hit you up as a resource. Yeah. That was, uh, that was my big project, was mixing all the soil, and, yeah, it's been over a year now running. I re-amend and stuff, too, so it's been a little bit. It's like, it's like anything, though. You're still figuring out, you know, like, uh, like a schedule to it kind of and it's uh it's still a bit of dialing in and and uh you know just a, a top dress schedule and you still are gonna have different things going on trying to get your biologicals in there and it's uh it's definitely um somebody had asked that earlier was like uh about regenerative and it's like i don't think any real indoor could be called regenerative you know like to to the you know to the extent but i think it's a mindset it's trying to reduce and you know reuse and trying to bring closed circles back into the garden where you're not bringing extra things in you're doing it in-house and 
there's ways to trend that way, you know. Right. So, it's a funny question, but. I just have blown away by it, man, because like, you know, where I grew up at and all the growers that I, all the growers that I knew, they all did salt and it was all like drained to waste. I'm probably the only flood and drain guy out of the whole group. Um, and now I'm doing drain to waste, but um, all those guys would have fire buds. But I guess I've gotten more into concentrates in the last like five, six years. And, um, you know, I'd had solventless before and I've had live resin and so much stuff that I got in that different dispensaries and whatnot and pretty fire stuff. But once I tried no-till, cold cured, solventless rosin, I feel like you're not going to find anything better, man. Like, like it's just, that's just like the cream of the crop. Yeah. I've heard some of that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I, I don't know. There's guys I know too that pull really high curves off from hydro grows, and, and uh, yeah. There's... Oh no, I'm sure. I just I'm just sharing my experience. That's all. Like I'm, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm right. I just anytime like there's some hydro guys that like I said have had some really good flavors, but I just feel like um, consistency wise the no-till is going to have a lot more church. But, you know, there are hydro guys that do the teas. And I like me and Eagle are talking about this. I think the teas are a big chirp uh, promoter as well as your light spectrum. Yeah. Can be. I think it's still plant health. <laughs> yeah. I always, I always kind of go back to that, but. I, I just say that because, like, man, I, I mean, either either way you're going, you can have shit really, you know, like, I guess for me, kind of one of the the catch words, I guess, but trigger, trigger word maybe is when people are, like, really pushing their plant, you know what I mean? And, like, I think you can do certain things, but you're, you're also losing in certain areas, too. So, <clears throat> you know, if a plant has excess fertilizer to a point where it's not showing a problem, but it's still excess in the plant is still kind of going to be a detriment to that yield too so i think having that optimum health all the way through is where you're going to get your best terpene your best thc your best weight i think it all is on that plant health well i agree with that because that's like basically the, the plant putting its best foot forward you know you're never going to find out what anybody's going to do unless they put their best foot forward. Like someone could tell you, yeah, I'll try it out. But trying is one thing. Another thing is actually preparing, getting ready for it, and then getting ready to compete at the event. Because let's be honest here, that's what you're doing when you're running a veg. You're trying to keep your plant stem super green, even super healthy for the day, big day of the game when you say flip, flip, let's go. Yeah, it was that you or Canada that was talking about it, like running a marathon and flower and, and – uh... You know, if you got, me. yeah, you got somebody that's not healthy and you're going to throw them out there to run a marathon, and, you know, start cracking the whip behind them, so to speak, like get your ass moving when they start running out of breath. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's a great analogy, though, because in a lot of ways, that's really what you do to the plant. And if you're really kind of, you know, say if you're adding a bloom, bloom additive too soon, so to speak. So, you know, 
potassium really can really detriment your weight and and then you're gonna see that as it's gonna grow and then you're gonna be like towards the end wanting to add something different or try to push it in a different way and it's really you know it was already a mistake already made you know what i mean and a lot of there's a lot of examples that's just an example i'm just saying but there's a lot of ways that we can do things so to speak to push the plant and actually hurt ourselves too you know yeah no, for sure. I've done that before. I, I, I'm guilty of uh, pushing my plants a little bit. I've done it before where I've pushed them a little too hard. You know, and there's times where I feel like I underfed them. And then once I started hitting them harder, they balanced out. So it all goes down to every which way you spin it, like the genetics, your environment. Was it healthy before you flipped it? Uh, you know, there's a lot of variables and factors. And then not only that, there's one thing I want to say real quick, because any grower that doesn't admit this, I feel like they're a liar. I feel like every single run that you do, no matter how good you get, you fuck up on something and forget one thing where you're like, fuck, I forgot to do this. What about you, Cam? Come on, weigh in on this one. I mean, yeah, I've I've done that. There's like definitely things where you're like, oh shit, I should have done that this last run. Fuck, I'm gonna do that the next one, and then you're just like, yep. shit, forgot, forgot again, because <laughs> you just get into like you get locked into your habits and you get locked into doing what you know. Because I mean, you're in there every single day. You're looking at those plants. You're the one that's mixing those nutrients, and as you're doing that, you just get used to that, and it only changes week by week. But then when you go through the whole cycle and you're like, take a mental note, you're just like, oh, yeah, I want to go back and do that. And then you forget to do it again. It's like, fuck, that's why mental notes, you need to write shit down and have lists and have to do fucking boards and everything like that. You're a big journal guy, too. So you like that kind of how you consult to have journals and take notes. Excellent. Actually, yeah, I do. Like, I'm, I was literally pulling out my uh, graph book and my ruler. I was, like, going to draw up some uh, concept stuff uh, here in a second. But, I mean, it's just what you got to have and everything. I prefer, like, the ruler that's got the fucking cork on the back so that bitch doesn't move around. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Nerdy. I think it's a great thing because uh... – like especially if you're doing perpetual so eagle you probably write stuff down i would imagine but like you start watering different stages and different things and it's awesome like well what stage did i oh which one did i do this to last time and you know and it's easy to get it all crisscrossed and have like a whiteboard shot down the next task is like huge that's where you're wrong i don't write shit down smiling I don't fucking fucking write down when I put them into flower. Fucking, I don't write shit down. I forgot. You don't give two shits about them. Just fucking whip them yep. around. That's they funny. Do what I like, they do what I tell them. I've been doing this for too fucking long to write the fucking shit down. I fucking know when I want to harvest. I mean, my stats are there. I'm easy to look up, man. And fucking just look down my Instagram. There's fucking thousands of pictures and shit. I fucking. The only time I write shit down is when it's a test rain. The rest of the time, I don't give a shit. I ain't got nothing to prove to myself or anybody else, you know. 
Well, especially if you're not mixing Amen. fertilizers for different stages, then it makes it kind of easy too. You can just hit everything in the thing. But you, know, you start doing different things at different stages, and you're going to want to write them down. So it's easy to I get don't, though. I don't. Yeah, I'm either running a new line or I'm not running a new line. So I can I know from you know just my past experience on whether or not it's a good line or if it isn't a good line, if I'm going to continue with it. I don't usually, you know, I've been too sponsored over the years. to. I haven't paid for nutrients in almost four fucking years. Every time I run out, somebody's nice enough to fucking resupply me with some. And it's a new test run. So I'm not necessarily uh, rerunning and rerunning and retweaking shit. It's always a fun... Uh, for me, the example would be like a foliar schedule. So all of a sudden, you know, did I spray last time? Did I spray this or was it, you know what I mean? So like having it written down, that's kind of the shit I write down. It's what I, what I foliared and whatever. If I top dress, what I put the top dress. Cause that's the shit like you can start getting. For me, I can get really crossed in my mind. Like which one did I top dress this to or whatever. You know? So what I try to get done is have a dry erase board that's big enough to fit your whole schedule for a month and and when <clears throat> that was beautiful but uh when Sorry. when you, <laughs> i'm just busting you but when you have like a big enough board you can go ahead and draw the lines and have a grid and draw out your 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 calendar and write in your notes you get like the big marker to make the lines so you get the fine print one to go ahead and write your little notes so that you can be like veg got so many got this part of the recipe or this was adjusted off the main recipe but you're going to have a main week by week recipe that is going to be your kind of backbone that you follow and then you write your adjustments underneath the days in the calendar of what you did to that and you can go back and populate that into a spreadsheet for each strain and keep keep that as a forecast so you know what to expect the next time you run that genetic yeah like even timing them wise, you kind of know what week you're on and what week you hit them with or whatever, you know. Absolutely, and go ahead. So that's about the closest my notes right there. What's where under what light? That's about as give a fuck about keeping them notes really. That's why. That's why I got cameras in there to document that shit. So if I fucking well, that's not fair, Eagle. You're taking that. Look back. If I fucking you know, if I want to see something go awry or I think something's crazy or whatever, it's all videoed on there for me, you know. I, so I don't. So that's a video note then. Oh, I guess I don't ever look yep. back. <laughs> it's like these shows, you know. There's a lot of fucking so a lot of shit I don't look back at, man. It's in the books, fucking. Why look back? Tomorrow I'm like you, Eagle. For the most part, I I know where I'm at and what week, and then especially when you've been running a genetic for a while, you're good with it, like. I want to say it took three cycles for me to use Floriflex to like have the schedule already like memorized in my head. I would can of nutrients to this day. If you were to be like, Hey, what do you do use on week five? I could still spit out how many fucking milliliters per gallon because I ran it for so long. You don't really need to like look that shit up all the time, but a little when you try new shit. You got to You got to write it down with new shit. Anytime you're running something new, you, you got to document it. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just curious because I know a lot of people just uh, have you ever looked and, I, and again this isn't I've looked down I've taken the time just, I can ask this fairly because I've taken the time to look down everybody's page 
that I'm looking at the screen here. I've looked down everybody's feed from start to finish before every one of your interviews. Has any one of you guys taken the time to scroll down like the 2,000 pictures I have on my fucking website? Granted, the last year or so, <laughs> the last year or so is fucking a lot of bullshit. See it, sell, see fucking whoopity do. But if you go back and look at it like fucking six, seven years ago when I fucking at least opened the count and fucking you can see these tents have been fucking nothing but fucking six foot fucking gorilla buds fucking all these years that uh, I'm not just talking out my ass. And that, you can say that a lot of these videos were growed, but there is I'm no fucking stranger to the grow community. What I'm saying and what I'm done is well documented. So. When you guys look, and I can see a little bit of doubt in the numbers, what I said, but you can easily look back at many, many of my runs and judge there if I'm calling bullshit or not. So I just want to throw that out there that, uh, you know, it's easily checked up. And I, I just, I, I offer you guys to just take it, take, it's going to take you probably about 45 minutes at least, at least. To look down that fucking just the Instagram feed. Uh, I, I peruse and, then, and then tell me honestly what you think of my work and gardens of the past. Because I guarantee I love you all and I love your input and I respect you all. But I guarantee none of you have looked back any further than the last year of this like fucking goofy bullshit. No. You're probably right. I haven't looked all the way to the bottom of your page. I'm guilty. I'll be honest. I'm guilty as well. Yeah, I mean, I've just known you, Eagle, because you've been a face in the community forever. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, that's, you, like, that's, you know, that, Sergeant Pepper, that. that's why I asked that right there, because you don't know how many people that follow me just because I've been fucking in the community for so long. And when I speak and I don't make a lot of things people say, they go, well, maybe this fucker don't know what he's talking about. But I, I, I guarantee you, a lot, I, lot, like I'm saying, most people just jump on and hit that follow button. A lot of people don't take the time to look back to see what I've actually done. You know what I'm right. saying? I think, I think the first time I heard of you was at the, uh, what was it, 2014 Medical Cup at Clio? And I was up there at the 710 booth. And I think you might have come by. I don't know. We were right next to the Vader extract tent. And okay, that's right. I think that's when I met you. Yeah, my buddy Brandon there was uh, he's up in the 710 group there. But even then, I was fucking hustling seeds full time. You know what I mean? It wasn't uh, not by happen chance. You don't get to fucking hustle just by like oh i want to fucking i got some money and fucking i want to buy out your seeds and hustle them you gotta fucking know what the fuck you're doing at that point too i'm just saying you know take a minute look back and then uh give me give me a little just do because i i think I think there was, I heard a little bit of doubt when I talked to them numbers tonight, maybe showed my plants that were all fucking beat up. And uh, like I said, and I, I got wise too, because a lot of times when I started popping my face up in the media and uh, kind of the way, you know, I had to take down that episode there, you know, once you pop your face up, 
you stop showing a lot of your harvest videos. You know, they fucking go so far and then they become single bud shots and then you ain't seeing shit. <laughs> There's yeah, what I yeah. could show you behind this camera would fucking justify everything I've told you tonight, but I'd probably get myself in some trouble if I fucking spun this camera around. You don't gotta justify nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You really don't, Elon. And I'll tell you right now, I hope I didn't say anything the wrong way. Because personally, I, I, I've no, no, I've just I've kind of seen it because I've hanged myself out there, you know. I, you know, it's one of these things when you put yourself out there on these shows and you talk. And I hinted to this earlier before I even let anybody on when I talked to uh, Smiley about the panel show. Anytime you're willing to put your voice out there and uh, in a public forum like that, you're always so quick to fucking a debate. And that's not what I brought this channel out to be. You know what I mean? That's why, if you notice, I've tried to keep the numbers down so the conversation can be controlled and it doesn't turn out to be a debate. Every time I've seen a big panel show, it undoubtedly one person pisses off somebody or the conversation goes from fun to a, a serious tone. And uh, that's not what I set it out to be. I, I would just want to set that out there, you know. Telling my bit of a little shitty here, but I'm just saying uh, it's all positive vibes. And, oh, and no, lately, because I've put myself out there, Sergeant Pepper, I've kind of noticed a little bit of ridicule, silent, silent ridicule, if you will, here and there. Like uh, maybe you haven't done some shit, but uh, like I said, it's so easy to go out there and fucking. I tell people all the time, I'm super easy to find. All you get, like Subcool always said, you can find me. Google the shit. You know, the fucking my work's out super easy to find out there. All you have to do is fucking Instagram's a good part. There's fucking a couple grand of fucking pictures right there that go back. You know, as far as you guys, when you guys were starting, <laughs> sounds like you guys were starting at that point. And uh, I was fucking growing six footers that were fucking putting out bugs as big as my fucking heads back then. So I'm just saying, Sergeant Pepper. These numbers are possible. It's not a pissing contest. That's usually why I sit back and don't say nothing and uh, just like to kind of guide the conversation because I don't like the bigger dick contests. They suck. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all, that's all, all I was saying. That's all I was saying was, it, and when, when I made my comment was, there's some people that I know specifically, and this I'm going to tell you where I really came with my comment. I know some people specifically back home that will say, how much are you getting for light? And you're not even talk, done talking about how great the strain is, what flavors, how it finished for you, your body high. They literally cut you off and go, how much did you get for life? And you're like, well, I mean, I got like, you know, 1.5. And they're like, oh, that shit, I get three. And I'm like, yeah, bro, but like, how long have you been running that for? And like, you know, factors and stuff like that. And I guess when I was making that statement was, I really don't like those people out there that are mean and belittle people and like sit there and say oh you're you're not growing this much for life because i'll tell you when i first started i was pulling shit numbers shit numbers and it wasn't good bud but now yeah i'm pulling some decent numbers but i know there's people out there pulling way bigger numbers than me and i just i don't i guess there's it doesn't matter if you're growing in a three by three tent or in a 13 by 13 flower room 
if you're doing what makes you happy and you're getting a fucking killer pino and you're happy with the flower that comes out of it, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. But if you can find a way to maximize what you're working with, that's what I think is more realistic in my end. And that's my, I guess, my rebuttal to those people that were assholes to me before. That's all. Yeah, that's the only reason I said it is just to let people know, you know, like what's potentially possible from a living soil. Like I know people talk, they do way better than that in facilities. So, you know what I mean? But there are differences. There are differences for sure. And I just want to be clear. I've pointed out to everybody on this screen right here. I think you're all fucking awesome growers. I've looked at all your gardens and I fucking think, I have mad respect for everybody that I'm looking at here. And it's always a fucking, uh, you know, a pleasure fucking hearing what you guys got to say. We've put out a ton of great information for everybody else. And uh, I'm glad you guys come on here. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I, it isn't a bigger dick contest, Sergeant Pepper. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry that it came up. But a lot of times I, if they, I purposely... Uh, and a lot of times don't say shit because I like to hear of other people's stuff and I, my methods, you know, don't go match up with a lot of you guys' new school shit. Your organic method, your flood and drain method, the scrog. That's not how I fucking grew up growing, you know what I mean? Everybody's methods here is different and I respect everybody. Sergeant Pepper, your fucking grow is so fucking automated, clean, and on point. I'm fucking so jealous. I wish, I wish I could do what I'm doing and be at your level. I do, brother. Smiley, your fucking buds, man, are fucking beautiful. I've seen that fucking sea of just nothing but fucking tops. I love your organic system. Cannon Trooper, well, you're in a red state. I can't see you much of your garden. But you give fucking great fucking advice. So, uh. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I, I, I wish. <laughs> you know, That's all I, I, have, I have fucking. I love having you guys over, and I'm not. I hope I didn't fucking uh, spin this around in too negative a way. But there's sometimes no. it, it just. I guess I've kind of got a little bit, and I don't critique anybody's shit either. You don't want to ever see me kind of go on blasts until I think I'm being doubted, I guess. And it's been, oh, and then it hasn't been tonight. It hasn't been tonight. It's just been a little shit that I've dealt with, like, behind, you know, closed doors, comments, bullshit chats, you know, whatever. Jealousy. You know how, That's exactly you kind of touched yeah. on that subject earlier, you know, how pissy people can be sometimes. Yeah, there's just yeah. a lot of jealousy out there. It ain't yeah, all that's wrong. all I'm saying. It ain't all roses. So I kind of, I guess I snapped a little bit, and I'm sorry to everybody on the panel. <laughs> no, you're good. I think you're good. I, I just wanted to make sure I clarified that I, I didn't want to come across like a jerk because I guess for me, like, I remember when I was, like, a little guy, right? And, like, I didn't, I didn't know shit about growing. I mean, I fucked up my first three rows. I had shitty plants. The only thing that I grew, like, every time that was good what fucking blue dream i mean i feel like blue dream this cut that i got from a friend you could have grown it in fucking miracle grow and the shit was still beautiful so like it was a really good cut to learn with 
but everything else that I tried, I was a terrible grower, man. So like for me to build up where I've gotten to today, I'm super grateful for all the mistakes that I made that taught me like what not to do. But I just, I personally don't ever want to come across when I throw a number like, yeah, I hit 2.4 a light. Like, like I got a big dick because you know what? I feel like I'm a little guy when you think of guys like I was talking about, like, like C-Town Gabriel, fucking 90 light grow room. Are you serious? That looks like a fucking like NFL field with just this sea of green. It's beautiful. Um, so like, I don't know. That's just what I want. I want to make sure that I never come across like I think I'm the shit because like you said, yeah, I'm doing an automated system. Yeah, Smiley's got a garden that's all organic. He's got his fucking beautiful tops. There's a different way to do it every single way. And I don't think there's really a wrong way to do it other than like, you know, as long as it's making you happy really at the end of the day. But I just don't want to come across like, like I'm one of those guys that like, yeah, I pull nine pounds of light. (laughs) And and I look at it, I look at it under the light, like, you know, I want to know if I can improve, you know, so if I'm running this, I'm running similar cultivars, I want to know if I can improve. And to be honest, two pounds per 1,000 watt is kind of the metric, that goal. I already knew I could hit 1.5, you know, but then right. it's like, so what's the next step from there? But to try to see what tweaks I can do to maximize that, you know, in my mind, that's a 20% increase. And if I can do these different pruning techniques or this different little trick, I can see that 20% increase. And to me, that's almost like a badge of accomplishment. And I wouldn't really you know, try to take that away from anybody else. So if somebody says they, you know, like they did to a light, I look at it like that's an awesome achievement. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and yeah, you know, and just leave it at that. That's how I look at it. I'm on record all as far as you can look back is saying that I don't judge my performance up top. I judge it in that root zone. And I, you know, again, you can look back at anywhere. There's tons of shit. You can find videos of me and shit. You'll never find me having that big dick contest fucking going, leave my shit the best. You got to do my shit this fucking way. You'll never fucking see any any clip of me doing it. And you'll, yeah, you know, man. it's not like yeah. me. I fucking do that shit. You know? No, me and neither. I, I definitely you. want to help everybody grow the way they want to grow. You know, as I'm never trying to force anybody to do certain style i think it's and that's cool. what this show's all about too you know like everybody has their own way of doing it and we all help each other and give each other information and little tips and tricks on like what works for me may not work for you but you know what it may work for you and the only way we're going to find out is if we all talk together and stick together and keep it in the community um and that's what i'm about and i know you're all about that eagle that's why i really support your show um but I'm just talking about those arrogant assholes. You know which guys I'm talking about. Those guys that got like that chin up there that think that like, you know, they're God's gift of growing. That ain't me. Yeah, not here either. <laughs> I'm fucking, I've openly said fucking even the last few weeks, I got tons of room for growth. You know, fucking organics. There's a, there's a lot of room to play and I'm open to play. You know what I mean? I've in all my years, I'm not done playing. I test shit, like I said, all the fucking time. Do I keep exact records of that shit? No. Do I take mental records of that shit? Yeah. 
And that's another thing. As far as that goes, as far as record goes, you don't know how many fucking... There it's Pen15. You ever watch Pen15? His favorite line of the kid in the music class, kid looks at one of the girls and says, you don't know what I know. <laughs> and that's true. I don't know what you know. You don't know what I know. None of us know what each other knows. But uh, all my projects, like my wood projects, man, I very, very rarely commit shit to paper, man. I fucking, all my designs are right here in my fucking head. All the slots, all the fucking measurements, all that shit. I've never, one time, I think, just because of I, uh, a high dollar customer couldn't see the overall pitch that I actually sat down and fucking drew it out. But I've always been lucky enough, everybody at my work's always stood for itself. And uh, I don't design, you know, it's all all, all old fashioned up here. I, I hate cell phones and shit. The other day, I got to ask my daughter's fucking number. Barely remembered it. You know why? Because I put it one time in my fucking cell phone. <laughs> Back <laughs> 20 years ago, I'd have you fucking ask me anybody's phone number, a hundred of them. They'd be like, I fucking rip it right off. Now, fucking, you, you, you write it down, you fucking practically forget it. And uh, we're out. I guess that's a whole data thing right there. You guys well, write it down. Are you forgetting it? Are you writing it down because you will forget it? I don't know. I don't write it down because I, I don't think I will. <laughs> I was watching this, uh, what's it called, um, kind of true crime show, and they were talking about how the FBI went through and they went through the pager records and they went through the uh, payphone records and stuff like that. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, about people nowadays, some kids and stuff, they don't really know what pagers and payphones were and everything like that. I think they need to like explain that to people. Like, how we had to, like, remember everybody's number off the top of our head and how we always had to have, like, pocket change and stuff. And texting, like, started on pay on these little fucking square boxes you carried on your hip. I remember those days, though, the pager days. I remember those days. The, I, the, my grandmother and my mother's number are the only ones I still have memorized. I don't have anybody's fucking number memorized. Oh, my wife's, that's it. Who the fuck remembers the number anymore? Yes, I set that saw the pager working for the system. All right, guys. It's not 420. It's almost three o'clock. But if you guys remembered when you fucking we logged on, I said we we're only gonna smoke <laughs> for a half hour. That's fine, man. I'm terribly terribly behind on my fucking work, man. I've been working my ass off. I'll be you know. Behind the scenes, and I, you know, I've got a whole tent right here that is ready to be fucking harvested. I've been harvesting all fucking day. Actually, to the point now, I said this earlier on the air with uh, TC Perps that uh, I'm not usually a fucking hanger, but I've had been fucking bucking leaves and fucking chopping plants and hanging all fucking damn day, man, just because. Uh, I've been hanging out some late nights with some cool motherfuckers like yourselves. <laughs> and I don't regret that at all. I don't regret it at all, but I'm, I am behind. So I have to sign out early tonight. And uh, But I, again, I want to reiterate, I love all you guys very much, man. You guys have been super cool to me, not only coming on and dropping knowledge, but you've been behind the scenes you know supporting the show and just you know before you were behind the scenes supporting the show 
you were fucking tuning in every day supporting the show like that. And I just, you know, I may put my foot in my fucking mouth tonight and made an ass of myself. I want to, you know. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm sorry to each and every one of you. Sometimes. No, you didn't. But, uh, yeah. And I'm like that type of person, too. If I'm that way, I'm not afraid to fucking publicly say I'm sorry because I realize people can be asses and uh, whatever, you know. Hope we're good. (laughs) It's all good, man. Obviously, it's yeah. uh, obviously you got some stress sitting over there too. That's a little different program when you're sitting there looking at this all this stuff you got to do. Yeah, yeah, maybe whatever. You guys just let me off the hook pretty easy. <laughs> it's because you're good people. You know, like, like you know what? what? Sometimes, Sometimes things may come across the wrong way. If like. If something said the wrong way, and I, I'm I'm guilty as charged, you can ask Canada this, where sometimes I position something the wrong way, and then I'll even listen to myself later. I was like, wait, I didn't mean to say it that way. I meant it this way. So like, yeah, you were being I a total really dick, dude. Shit. Fuck off, Canada. Anyways, <laughs> all I'm saying is I'm guilty of that. Where sometimes I'll say something, and I'm like, wait, I didn't mean it that way. So. I don't think that you meant it in any negative way. I think that you don't even, we don't need an apology in my opinion. I just think that sometimes shit gets said the wrong way, especially when you're fucking stoned, man. I mean, I'm guilty of being stoned and think everybody's on, you know, Sergeant Pepper's mind, but really I'm like, wait, did I say that right? I'm pretty high. I do like uh, I do like what you said though, Eagle, and uh, and I'll try to spin it this way. But um, so Jordan Peterson's one of like an author I like to listen to, or a guy, a talker that I like to listen to. But he had a rule that said that one of his twelve rules is uh, always assume the person you're talking with knows something that you don't know. And that's just something that hit me, and I I've never been a good listener, you know what I mean? And that's ever since that it's been years, but couple years or whatever but the uh um i've always been just trying to focus on that like what does somebody know that i don't know you know what I mean? well just as a fan i'm not asking anybody that's fucking watching this nobody everybody else off camera you're not even listening to this this isn't even for you this is for these guys right here uh-huh. since i have taken the time and uh, respected you enough to look down your page and see, you know, what you guys are about 100%. Could you guys at least give me, you know, a little bit of time and spin down? You ain't got to look at them just to, like, hurry up. But it'll actually even take you a minute. Your film might actually get tired of doing this for a minute. No, bullshit. You're getting, like, a list of likes on every one of them fucking pictures. You're going to scroll through your new thing on IG, and it's going to be a like on every one of those. You just That's you just insane. signed a death you just signed a death warrant. You're gonna have so many like notifications. You're gonna bomb you all three of us. We're just gonna like all all of your photos now. All I'm not like asking seven thousand. I'm not gonna. I'm not asking. Fucking Instagram's gonna flag my account because the fucking all the likes and shit. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? How's this guy got suddenly fucking seven thousand likes and shit? No, don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm not asking. <laughs> nah, man, that'll be twenty-one thousand likes. <laughs> yeah. 
actually no it's only it's under just under two grand so you'd have to it'd only be six unless you went back and just went bang 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 just for the fun of it <laughs> but yeah I, w- I would appreciate it anyway just as a friendly gesture you know so and you everybody work. everybody still in chat go to the eagles page and like every single photo no do not do that <laughs> unless you're absolutely sorry. no sorry man sorry I'm, I'm messing around <laughs> you know i'm guilty of that in, in a way because you know, I've looked at my page a little bit lately, and that's why I kind of put the tattoo page separate. Because if you look down at there is some bullshit in the last year. Some tattoos, a lot of fucking seed advertisement, a lot of show advertisement. I need to go back through that motherfucker and clean it up to where it's, you know, back on point. The way it but, but I like all that type of stuff, Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Just being nice again. All right, I'm getting to work, guys. I hope you guys uh, will fucking join me again tomorrow night after, uh, let's see who, Tribal Gardens will be here tomorrow night. Oh, badass, man. I'm looking forward to that one. Sweet. So, you guys have a good day. I'm sure I'll talk to you guys in chat. And uh, same same time tomorrow, guys. Awesome, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Everybody have a good night. Yep, Go sign up. You guys got to do your one-by-ones. I don't care who starts first. Sweet. You guys do your sign-off. I'm Smiley's Garden underscore Garden on uh, Instagram, part of the Frugal Force uh, with Michigan Bros Grows Show. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys hanging out. Have a good night, Smiley. Who wants to go next? Sergeant Pepper, I just want to say thank you everybody who came out to the chat tonight for supporting us. And then I hope everybody, uh, you know, at least caught a little something of knowledge and seeing that this is a real live episode because we're always sitting here talking shit with Eagle. So thank you for everybody who comes out and supports. Um, thank you, Eagle, for always having us. I really appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to the next time I get to come on your show. And um, that's all I got to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the next time you come on too, sir. You have a great day. I'm Cannon Trooper. Yeah, I'm Cannon Trooper. Cannon Trooper on Instagram. Uh, thanks for having me on the, on the show tonight. That was a little quiet, but I definitely uh, liked uh, hanging out and uh, just talking shit with the Eagle. I appreciate you, brother. You have a great day. You and, do, uh, sir. You'll be back again soon. I hope. Have a good night, man. Cana Trooper, Sergeant Pepper, and of course, Smiley's Gardens coming in for the after chat. Uh, It was a good night. Of course, uh, TC Perps, Terps, stopping in and dropping some knowledge the first half of the show. I hope I didn't come off as an ass. I hope everybody makes it to at least the end of the show where I at least apologize for being a butthole. <sighs> so the rest of you guys, I appreciate you guys 100%. Aldridge 25, Robert Hazelton, DLP 2372, Smiley's Gardens, Nature's Servant, Sir Howe, Johnny Canna Seeds, Johnny Boy, Mr. Green Potts. 
I didn't see Trey tonight. Trey, where are you, Trey? I didn't see the American one. I didn't see a few of you tonight. I hope you were here. Uh, let's see here. Sergeant Pepper, thank 420. Thank you, Chiba Man. Thank you. Miss Lexus, my daughter. I thank you 100%. I love you, girl. Hating life. I appreciate you tuning in all the time. He knows genetics. Thank you. I'm looking forward to your episode on 5 1. That would be a great episode. Of course, Chris Mertz will be here tomorrow night, I believe. Yeah. Oh, Wednesday. Or Thursday. Thursday night, Chris. We'll be talking to Chris Mertz. Uh, such a terrible. Uh, Shirati. If I said that wrong, I'm so sorry. I appreciate you. Um, Warlock. Appreciate you tuning in. Stephanie B. Tara Wilson, I know I've seen you in the beginning. Appreciate you. The urge. I'm spinning through pretty fast, so I don't hope I don't miss anybody. Smoking Grove Frazier. Thank you. I remember seeing sequence three of the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Do stop over there and check out their stuff Sunday nights. Of course, the late show at 11 o'clock Mondays. I'm bread might have something on Wednesdays. I'm not for sure on that. And of course, the frugal force on Saturday nights. Uh, I think I got everybody. I hope I. Oh, I refreshed the page. Damn, I can only go so far back. Well, if I uh, missed anybody, I am truly, truly, truly sorry. But uh, you guys know the deal. Please uh, have a good day tomorrow. Do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness save lives, change lives, and can save lives. It only will take one of them to convince you. All right. You guys have a good one. I'm out. Peace.